0: but these residents aren't impressed.
1: If they're trying to stop people doing that cheeky little turn up through that road, they surely should be doing something at the other end to make it more difficult for people to come onto it. It just seems to be crazy, and it's taking so long. One of the things which was suggested was
2: a roundabout. Probably that's going to cost more money, but at least it would keep the flow going.
0: A man will appear in court later this morning charged with the murders of 29 people who died in the Omar bombing in 1998. Seamus Daly, who's 43, faces 33 charges in total. He's already been found liable for the attack in a landmark civil case brought by the victims' families, but no-one has ever been convicted in a criminal case. The Labour MP for Luton South says plans to upgrade Luton Railway Station properly are now woefully behind. Although its platforms have already been lengthened, Gavin schuker says it's causing even more Problems Access for disabled passengers. He's accusing the Department for Transport of deliberately focusing on London stations while Luton is missing out.
3: Extending the platforms to 12 carriages and the changes that have been made, actually we've gone backwards in terms of disability access and not forward, and it would seem crazy, wouldn't it, that the one effect on Luton, uh, a station that's really key to that whole franchise... Uh, is that we end up in a worse situation not a better one.
0: Two teenagers were taken to hospital after being injured paintballing in Hemel Hempstead yesterday afternoon. The air ambulance was called to the scene but the duo were taken to hospital by land ambulance, one suffering from a head injury, the other from back pain. The author Sue Townsend has died at the age of 68 after a short illness. She was best known for the Adrian Mole series setting it in her hometown of Leicester. In sport, the champagne remains on ice at Kenilworth Road after Cambridge 3-0 win at Woking last night means Luton will have to wait to be crowned conference champions, but John Still's side will secure promotion back to the Football League with a win at home to Braintree tomorrow lunchtime. The weather dry and sunny with light winds, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I am going to retire because
4: I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. Why?
5: Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's good community spirit. Everybody knows everybody. It's all about where you live. It's a biggish town, but it's got a villagey feel. And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead.
6: Sometimes if I'm in town and it's sunny... and it's
5: I love I it. I just buy
6: a sandwich and go and sit down by the canal and enjoy I love it.
5: The love big it. tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Where was David Dickinson then? I
7: love it. Morning, it's Friday. Have you noticed we've all got a little bit of that Friday feeling? Let's let's listen next door and hear what the Friday feeling sounds like.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
7: See? Is that going on in your head? If so, we can help. Lots to talk about, snitching, parking and moaning about roadworks. Basically, everything that's great about Britain rolled into one bite-sized portion with ketchup. I hope you're hungry. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or or you could give me a phone call 08. 459
9: 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and mouths. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Kelly Betts isn't here today. No.
9: Where is she? Uh,
10: Living it up, I think. She's living
7: it up in Wales. Yes. Living it up in Wales. She's getting
10: massaged and polished. What? And that.
7: Wowzers. So she's been replaced by the wonderful Benjamin Nyington. Hello. Hey, Ben. Hiya. So what, what's it like being on a proper show?
11: Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm
7: not talking about today. I'm talking about oh, yeah, yeah. JVS and uh, all those other programmes. Yeah, that.
11: yeah, that, that's nice. it's nice to see
7: what the other side's look like. You are sitting in for Kelly Bates, And let's just say, this is a real opportunity for you to shine today. <laughs> yeah. If it goes well, we can ditch her. I've never had any attack, uh, 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 attraction to her. or I, I, I don't feel anything for her as part okay. of the team. Whereas you, I think you look... you look, you, 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 The beard goes well with Catherine's. Catherine, yes?
10: He's already scored two points. Oh, go on. One. Yep. Made the cough. Yep. Two, turned my computer Hang on.
7: on. Hang on. Wow. He didn't make the... Cough. Oh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the, I'll take credit. Oh. He didn't make any coughs. Oh, OK.
10: He scored one point. Yeah. He turned my computer on, well, meaning I didn't have to scrabble under the desk like what Kelly Betts always makes me do.
7: Yeah. Yeah, but he's lost a point oh. because, Ben, what did I ask you to do five minutes ago?
11: Oh, to get you that track. Yeah. I think he just logged on.
7: OK. I'm just saying...
11: I, oh, I didn't dear. Know you wanted it for next. I'm just saying Kelly
7: it. would have it by now. Alright. So back, we're back to zero points. Okay, sorry not, Ben. Not a good start. Look at the dirty look that Tony Fisher's giving you as well. He's disgusted. There we go. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> oh wait, four five nine, four double five, five double five. The Rolling Stones But I quite like that one I quite like that one it's, it, Yeah yeah. I like that one I like Angie I like Wild Horses Start me up uh, I will do in a minute Let's just finish this list Of Rolling Stones songs I like And I also like You can't always get what you want Wow that's, that's very good voice you can hear there is uh, our reporter, Tony Fisher, who's been looking into this uh, story we're going to talk about now. Detectives in Bedfordshire admit their efforts to bring criminals to justice are being hampered by a culture of no snitching. Earlier this week, we spoke to the father of Luton man, Paul Foster. Neville Foster is convinced someone knows who shot his son last year, but believes they're too afraid to speak. And police faced a similar wall of silence when it came to the murder of Sharif on this uh, On this occasion, someone did dare to speak, and the three teenagers, found guilty of stabbing him to
4: death, are due to be sentenced this morning. Tony, just give us a bit of background on this story, please. Well, um, the three teenagers, 19-year-old Courtney Glynn, 19-year-old Mohamed Rashid and 16-year-old Hamidur Rahman, were found guilty yesterday of murdering the grandfather uh, after they stabbed him to death during a robbery at his bungalow. Uh, The boys, their faces hidden by their hoodies, had gone to the home of the 65-year-old Turkish-born Sharif Demersi, intent on stealing Asian gold from him and his 69-year-old partner. Uh, But after the father of seven opened his door to the gang, uh, there was a violent confrontation in his hallway... When he tried to shut the door on them, uh, he was stabbed 11 times at his bungalow home in Kempston and died from a fatal wound to his heart. Very vicious attack, wasn't it? Yes, the jury at Luton Crown Court were told the teenage was shouting, Kill him, as they attacked Mr. de Merce. Um, and when Sharif's partner, Pashini Solotra, rushed to his aid and hit one of the youths with her vacuum cleaner pipe, um, she was stabbed in the arm so that the blade passed in one side and out the other. Um, then, as Sharif lay slumped on on the floor and dying, the gang grabbed 22 carat gold bangles, rings and earrings and a £1,000 in cash from his partner's handbag and made off into the night. Uh, now, a fourth teenager, 18-year-old Travis Dixon Charles, who the prosecution said acted as the lookout, was found not guilty of murder. Um, following the verdict, scuffles broke out in the concourse outside the court outside the courtroom uh, between the family of the deceased and supporters of the teenagers um, and there was a further disturbance outside the the court building itself Mm. uh, and the police were called.
7: Uh, it, it's been almost a year since the murder. Does this no-snitching culture make it difficult for the police to get a conviction?
4: Um, I- I- in a word, yes. The police had told me that yesterday. The prosecution in this case said there were joint enterprise offences. Uh, they were in it together. All were in law equally responsible. Um, the group of four embarked together on committing a burglary in the hope of gaining money and jewellery. Um, the jury were told that following the stabbing, Courtney Glynn had quizzed uh, the youth said to have been invited Earlier over Facebook to take part in what they called the move about whether he'd spoken to anyone about the murder. Um, the court was told that this um, interrogation, if you like, took place on a bridge over the river at Great Denham. Courtney Glynn said there was a snitch involved. The youth denied it was him. At this point, Glynn. Uh, according to the prosecution, showed him a black drawstring bag, he let him feel it and the youth could clearly feel a gun inside Glynn took out the gun, took out a magazine and showed him four bullets in it he said this is what happens to snitches and fired off a shot across the river Um, and this, the prosecution said, had the desired effect of making the boy scared Now Detective Inspector Tim Redfern from the Beds and Hearts Major Crime Unit praised the young witnesses who did come forward
12: You know, I I have to take my hat off to some of the young witnesses in this case who You know, uh, young teenage kids who were still at school who were placed in an extremely difficult position by some of the defendants in this case who had confessed to them that they were involved and made significant admissions to them and and left them in a terrible position, not knowing, you know, whether they were going to be snitches or whether they were going to do the right thing. And so, you know, I have to thank them for having the courage and the bravery to come forward and actually not only talk to the police in the first place, but then to come to court.
4: What's been the impact on the family? Well, the family released a statement. Um, They said the past 11 months have been a horrific ordeal for all of us ever since the night of May the 14th last year. So almost a year ago, our lives have never been the same uh, since this incident, which has had a devastating effect on so many lives. Sharif was a loving partner, father and grandfather, to his extended family here in the UK, Ireland, Germany, Austria and Turkey and will be deeply missed by so many. Um, The family liaison officer is Detective Constable Simon
13: Sharif was originally from Turkey but made his home in England some 40 years ago and finally moved to Bedford seven years ago with his partner of 20 years Pashini. This was an unprovoked attack on an elderly couple who should have been safe in their own home. An innocent man's life was tragically taken and our mum and grandmother is still severely traumatised by what she witnessed and experience
7: well, thank you to Tony Fish uh, for that report. I, I guess we 're trying to think what we could ask off the back of this, how we could apply this uh, to to you and to your lives and I guess the question is, have you ever been hesitant about calling the police? Have you ever witnessed a crime, been a victim of a crime, uh, known someone who 's committed a crime and kind of put off? calling the police. Maybe you called them eventually but you were you were scared to do it because you were uh, afraid of the repercussions. Give us a call. 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with
9: Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and
14: bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
14: Good morning. On the M1 northbound, Lane 1 is closed between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton following an accident. No delays on the cameras, though. On to the speed sensors in Broughton. As you head towards the M1 Junction 14, Charles Way is busy at the Northfield roundabout. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 6.16,
7: um, Friday the 11th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Detectives have thanked the witnesses who helped convict three Bedfordshire teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. The trio will be sentenced this morning. Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists for the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Hertfordshire County councillors apologise for the inconvenience. And in sport, Luton will have to wait until tomorrow for a chance to clinch the conference title after Cambridge won 3-0 at Woking last night. Hmm, interesting.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning.
6: The shop didn't want to give me them back. So I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back.
5: The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company. And I asked them
13: what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone.
5: If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After our last discussion about my
15: cylinders, the government body showed up at my house on the following day. And we
5: could
13: do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your
5: horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Oily, you were telling me you were reluctant at one point to call the police. Why? That's
5: right.
10: I I lived in a block of flats at one point and I noticed some kids hanging around a car that looked like it had been abandoned. And doing this job, unfortunately, you're kind of privy to information um, that um, other people might not be. And abandoned cars, you know, often the target of arsonists, you know, or they'll take the parts and then they set it on fire. It was so close to the building. I just thought, I've got to say something. So I called the police. And it was only once I'd called them, I thought, hang on a minute, these kids still outside, when the police turn up, they're going to see because they'll come calling on me first, won't they? And sure enough, actually the police turned up within about 15 minutes and they moved the kids on and then came. But I just thought, I hadn't thought about... I mean, if I lived in a house and it was more obvious who had called the police, maybe I would have been more hesitant mm. or if I'd have thought about it more before I rang. But I was frightened that they were gonna, this car was going to be blown up. It's,
7: it's an odd one, isn't it? Because we all like to think, oh, yeah, we all, we all do our civic duty. Cause we'll, but, but if you have to worry about yourself and your property and your family. And if there is a chance... Uh, You know, if there was a chance that my kids could get hurt, then I would uh, think long and hard about getting in touch with the police about something. If
10: you're living in the same area as the people that you're informing on or calling the police about, uh, it's a a big decision to make whether you want to, to risk anyone seeing the police knocking on your door.
7: 08459 four double five five double five. ever been reluctant to call the police or maybe you just think, well, no, hang on a second if you know that a crime has been committed, if you see something happening, even if it puts you and your family in danger, it is your duty to call the police 08459 455555 <laughs> now, I woke up this morning singing this next song I've not heard this song for years, it's the Kinks and it's a song that I, 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 don't, I don't think ever gets played on the radio and it's wonderful <laughs>
16: of a musty collagella
1: on song.
7: First of all, Justin, mm. isn't that a great song? Oh, sure, you know I love that song. It, and it never gets played on the radio. It's, a, it's one of the great Lost King <coughs> singles. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, yes, I played that a few weeks ago. Did Thank you, you very really? much. Good Have for you. some of that. We'll, we'll talk about your show uh, a little bit later on. We'll find out what's got going on. Mm. And then I, and then there, there was a... You, you heard me gasp there. I gasped out of excitement. <laughs> and then I gasped out of a link that reporter Tony Fisher sent me. Go on. It's from the BBC News Health website, so I think I can read this. Go on. Without fear.
10: Catherine? Uh, I haven't seen this. Oh, hang on a minute. I'll read the headline <gasps> well, before you on. see it. The, he's entitled this Too Early for This
7: Doctor's Implant Lab Grown Vagina. Wow. <laughs> oh, Tony. Tony. Tony? <laughs> Where have they impl- You crying, Ben? I'm just giggling, sorry. Oh, c- come on, man. Grow up. This is medical research. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up over This is a cutting edge. This, well, oh. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, wait, 459 five, 555 four, double, five, double, five. Justin Daly, what, what are you here to talk about? Oh, I know exactly what you're here mm. to talk about. It's not the football match last night. We'll discuss that later. Yes. This is quite serious. Sorius, a disabled man from Luton is so sick of people parking on the pavement, he's launched a one-man campaign. David Buccini is so fed up having to drive his mobility scooter onto the road to get round them, he's now started compiling a list of offenders. He's even given his group, of which he's the only member, a name. Dad Pop. Disabled against drivers parking on pavements. Mm, it's quirky. Dad Pop. Dad Pop. You've been out to meet, uh, to meet this uh, gentleman, Mr Puccini. Uh, just how did it go? Uh, oh, Ian, it was a very interesting day. David
17: wants volunteers to be given the power and authority to place parking tickets on vehicles. Volunteers, uh, which could get slightly messy. Well, I uh, met David yesterday at his home in Leegrave, and here's what he had to say. So, David, we're on the Toddington Road here in Leegrave, Dad Pop. Where did that idea come from?
18: It came from my my brain one morning. I woke up with the words in my head and I didn't know what it was. Sat down at my desk, wrote the word down, spent a couple of hours deciding what it was and then I discovered that Dadpop meant disabled against drivers parking on pavements. And suddenly a light shone in my head and I realised that I'd got something that I needed to go forward on and didn't know how to do it. And you're quite simply not prepared to to put up with this anymore. I'm not. I think that somebody has to make a stand with respect to the amount of traffic there is on the road and the idiots that park on the pavement without consideration for any disabled person, mobility scooters, mothers with thrush chairs and children. And not only do they park on the pavements, the idiots don't even put their wing mirrors in so that kiddies can hit their heads on wing mirrors as they go past. And your nickname is the pit bull, which pretty much says it all, doesn't it? I'm the sort of guy that will do anything for anybody. I do running around from my residence in the building. I've got lovely friends in the building. But if anybody upsets me, I don't like it and I get quite aggressive. And I can be very aggressive and I'm not feared of anybody. So what you're doing here then, David, you are coming along this road. You are taking
17: photographs of every single vehicle parked on the pavement. And you are placing those
18: onto Facebook, you're naming and shaming people. That's correct. And if those people recognise their car, then they should be ashamed of themselves for having it being put in that situation. Are you not taking it a bit too far? I don't think I'm taking it far enough. When you have
17: spoken to people that have parked their cars on the pavements, what's happened next?
18: I've been told to F off. I've been told that I'm a busybody, that I'm poking my nose into businesses that don't concern me. Um, But I feel I am looking after and standing up for those people who are not able to stand up for themselves or not capable of standing up for themselves.
17: Are you not worried about your safety, bearing in mind that you've started this campaign, you're naming and shaming
18: people? Are you not scared at all? I'm feared of nobody. I have absolutely no fear for anything or anybody in this world. I've gone through my life and I've suffered my hardships. I've paid my penalties and my dues to the country. Now I'm trying to get something back for those people that can't do it for themselves. Now, have you spoken to the local council about these issues? I mean, you're laughing. I have the local council coming around to see me next Tuesday afternoon. You've already
17: mentioned that that people have abused you. They've called you a busybody. If we have got people listening to this right now and they are parking on pavements every single day without a care in the world... What would you like to say to those people right now? What's your direct message to them?
18: Just consider your own situation. You have a parent who might get ill, might become disabled, have to use a mobility scooter, need to get past and because your car is parked on the pavement, they can't. How would you feel? What would you do? How would you respond to your parents if they said that to you? Not like they do to me and swear and curse at me. I think this is where it needs to change.
7: Well, it's certainly uh, food for thought. He's very passionate, isn't he, Justin, Mm. about his cause?
17: Yes, uh, the pit bull. um, He's quite simply had enough. And his uh, Facebook campaign, which he started, it's only got 41 likes on there. But to him, this is a start. Um, He wants the law to change so volunteers can be out there placing these tickets on vehicles. And he wants these people as well to have an understanding of what it's like to be disabled, whether you're in a wheelchair or in a mobility scooter, just how hard that is to get round these vehicles uh, you're either going onto the grass uh, where there could be glass there and you could, could get a puncture or you're going into the road as well the toddington roads are uh, particularly busy and a fast road as well a lot of people speeding down that road i saw david go around a vehicle in his mobility scooter and from what i could see it didn't look particularly safe so
7: he wants something to change and change quickly well just uh, an, an update on the if you type in dad pop um, on Facebook you, you find it he, he's up to 53 likes up to now. 53 now, and I'm sure by the end of the show. We'll be we'll be pushing a hundred uh, and it is an, it is an important thing if you um, uh, we, I remember we did about a year ago. We did a, um, a, a Report on blind people who were upset with people putting their bins out the night before yeah because they kept bumping into the bins mm. um, and it's one of those things that as an able-bodied person you don't really consider, you don't really consider about your bin being in the way, or your car being up on the kerb, or, or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, look, to be fair,
17: he said that the people have laughed at him, there could well be people laughing right now, but this is not just about disabled people, it's no. not just about Loosen as well. He makes the point, you know, what about young mothers that have got a push chairs, yep. who wants to be going down the road, with a baby in a push chair, having to walk into a busy road I've to get rid of the, the vehicle. I've yeah,
7: had to, I've had to do it.
17: And he's saying, you know, come on guys, have some thought, have some consideration for people that have to do that because somebody is going to get seriously hurt
7: unless people's attitudes change. Justin, cracking stuff. I'll speak to you later about your show tomorrow and I'll also speak to you later on about the football match last night. Very interesting result there.
9: Say interesting, I mean, you know. It's for beds, cards and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, lane one is closed between junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton after an accident. No delays on the cameras or sensors though. In Hartford, Wellham Road looking slow, heading away from the centre of town just after Hartford North Station. On public transport, the Metropolitan line has severe delays between Wembley Park and Baker Street after a signal failure. London buses and Chiltern Railway are accepting tickets though. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Dad
18: Pop. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, I mean, it came from my, my brain. Across beds, hearts, and bugs.
14: This is
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley Detectives have thanked the witnesses who helped convict three Bedfordshire teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston The trio will be sentenced this morning Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists for the past month, are due to finish tomorrow Hertfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience. A man will appear in court later this morning, charged with the murders of 29 people who died in the Omar bombing in 1998 and the author Sue Townsend has died at the age of 68 after a short Illness, she was best known for the Adrian Mole series. Three County Sports,
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The champagne remains on ice at Kenilworth Road after Cambridge's 3-0 win at Woking last night means Luton will have to wait to be crowned conference champions but John Still's side will secure promotion back to the Football League with a win at home to Braintree tomorrow lunchtime. They will though check on the fitness of leading scorer Andre Gray who limped off on Tuesday night.
19: Not as bad as we thought. Uh, whether or not Saturday I'm not sure but not as bad as we thought so um, I think that's not going to be too terrible but Mark Cullen was fantastic. And, you know, we're very lucky, and I say that, you know, to to have that, you know, with, with Mark. The same as when we were very lucky to have Andre when Mark was scoring goals and hurt his ankle.
0: Also tomorrow, Watford and Milton Keynes Dons aim to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Watford are at Millwall, the Dons host Crawley. Stevenage and Wickham continue relegation battles. Stevenage are at home to Colchester. Wickham are away to Newport. And Chelsea join Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich in this morning's Champions League semi-final draw. The American Bill Haas shot a four under par opening round of 68 to lead golf's US Masters by a shot from the reigning champion Adam Scott. Wobens' Ian Poulter carded a four over par 76. Buckinghamshire's Luke Donald a 79. Favourite Rory McIlroy is three shots off the lead. There's a lot of times here where middle of the green is is a good shot and you take your two putts and you move on and
8: I felt like I did a good job of that today. I'm gonna have to do a lot more of that over the next three days because, you know, if conditions stay the same and they put some of the pin positions in in tough spots, it's going to be tough to get to these pins. It'll be tough to get your ball close. You know, anything around even par, one under, two under is a good score.
0: BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call
5: 08459 455 555.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: You can give us a call. You're more than welcome to Catherine Boyle has um, joined me into mice. Sh- How are you getting on with um, with um...
10: Ben? Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, pretty good. So he's uh, going right? yeah, well, he's willing. He's what? Willing. Okay. Which is, you know, more than Kelly is. It's unusual. Exactly. It's unusual so, here. Um, yeah, good. I was pretty impressed actually when he turned my computer on for me.
7: Press the button, did he? Yeah. Yeah.
10: Yeah, but you have to get under the desk to do it.
7: Oh, OK. Yeah. He
10: volunteered to do that. Yeah,
7: that's nice, sorry, yeah. that's kind, He's not made it? a coffee yet, and by now, Kelly would have made a coffee. That's um, so all I'm saying is by now, Kelly. I, 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 I don't I like make to... Make one. Oh,
11: sorry, sorry, Ben, what? Uh, th- do you want a coffee?
7: Oh, oh, n- how did that, you know? That is very, very kind of you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. That is... that is. I just
11: yeah. thought, I fancy a coffee. Hey, that would
7: be coffee. awesome, mate. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that.
11: Do you want to go now? Now. Now? Now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? How do you take it?
7: Um, white no-shugs. White no-shugs. White no-shugs. Yeah, same, same as, same ah, okay, as. OK, good. I, I knew that, though. I we're l- we're
10: low-maintenance, Got a cup, we? mate. A yeah, cup I'll, I'll uh, in
7: memory it. to Davy Jones. OK. God bless him. of our fallen brothers. Thank you, Ben. That's all right. You're still sat there. Huh? What? I, OK, fine.
11: What?
7: Well, well, I don't... No, you... Was, well, now, right. is it, now it's gone weird, hasn't it?
10: Yeah. There he goes. He's got. He's off. He's going to come in here now. Gonna be awkward. Team Nigel's gonna get. In I'll touch. meet him at the door. Hang on. Yeah,
7: dude, meet him at the door. Don't don't let him come in.
10: Thanks, Ben. Com- Appreciate it. Don't come in. Appreciate
7: you. He's a little bit creepy.
10: He's trying. Hey, all right, Ben. Good lad. We're just not used to people trying
7: too hard. Should we play a record? Yeah. Um, and then we'll do the pappas.
10: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few questions that, that I need, need to know. know. How well, well, you, you could, could ever help me so? Me so. I need to know what, what I've, I've done, done, done do. wrong uh, so And how long it's been going on Was it that I never paid enough attention Or did I not give enough affection me. Not only will your answers keep me sane I But I know never to do the
7: same, same mistake same again long
10: You can turn me to, me to me. my face Or even on the phone can write it in a letter. Either way, I have to know.
7: We're committed to this now.
10: It's nearly finished. Treat you right. Did I always start the fight? Pretty much. Either way, I'm, I'm going, going out of my mind. All the answers to my questions I
8: have to Thank find. Thank God,
7: that's over. Opening up for the Backstreet Boys the other day I mean in terms of they were the first act on stage Oh right Not steady on I think they are the Sugar Babes mums
8: Yeah
10: I think they are
7: The original Sugar Babes The real ones Yeah Who are now uh, Not allowed uh, to call themselves the Sugar Babes They're back together but they're not the Sugar Babes
10: What are they called? Mutia, Keisha and
7: Siobhan, Sinead. Why not? Yeah. It's one of them. Yeah.
10: They're very good anyway. Carry on. I've got a
7: bit of a frog in my throat today. Cough it up. Cough it up, fuzzball. This
10: picture, right... Has anyone else seen the new m adverts? I think it's great you've got all these different women who are all um, famous for doing something other than just being famous. Yeah. But this picture is a double-page spread in the um, the Times this morning. In fact, in a number of the papers.
7: All right, mate, calm down.
10: Annie Lennox looks like she's stuffed. It's not what you They're said. they sitting she... around the... Uh... You
7: said she looks like she's about to let one out. <laughs> That's what you said. You know
10: when you've had a big feed-up and you sit back from the table... Yeah. And if you're wearing trousers, you ah. might undo a couple of buttons. <laughs> You want to do a couple of buttons? Hang on, hang on. Look, Ben, Annie Lennox looks like she's stuffed, doesn't she? couldn't eat another bite. Emma Thompson does a bit as well.
11: After strawberries, is it? All right, yeah. all
7: right, Ben, let's not... She's not eating a cake. Let's not get carried away, mate. She's not, not eating a This is a silent roll. When you, the the coffee, de, coffee delivery is a silent roll.
10: Anyway, I think it's very um, good that they're letting women okay. be relaxed in front of the camera. I
7: just... He's got. I he's, mean, gone. he's really. He, um, he started off so well. I think he might
10: grow into the role. I just need to give him a little bit of energy. How long's Kelly off
7: for?
10: I think she's back next week.
7: Okay, I'm off next week. But I'm in Monday. It's Monday.
10: Okay, well, you know. Got to give people a try. Well,
7: let, let's give this coffee a try. Let's give this coffee a try.
10: Yeah, taste test.
7: I feel like that's a good cup of coffee. Actually. Is it all right? And yeah.
11: it's, ho- and it's I was, hot. I was a bit concerned because I put the milk in first.
7: Whoa! Whoa, why did you tell me no, no, that? No, no. That's, the well no, no, that's the way you do it. Might as <laughs> well say you stirred it with your winky. That's the way you do it. No, you don't because if you put if it's instant coffee, if you put the milk in first, then you get the granules. It doesn't Yeah, no, but I, I
10: stirred it so that you wouldn't get the granules. You don't want to burn the granules. That's it, the so this yeah. cup,
7: you bought me this cup, yeah. Catherine, and it really every time I drink it brings a tear to my eyes. David Jones, 1945 it's to 2012, three wonderful portraits of the, the man, the myth, the legend, the Manchester Cowboy. I only got it yesterday, and every time I drink, it reminds me of our, of one of pop music's greatest losses.
20: Yeah.
7: blooming um, Matt Barney, what's his name? Barry Caffrey. From the JVS show. Yeah. He was swanning around the office yesterday, supping from this cup. He could see it was a memorial mug as well. Why would you Why would you drink from the mug of a dead man? And he came up to me... <laughs> why would you do that? He came up to me to talk to me...
10: While whilst, wielding it. Well,
7: and I, what I wanted... and I, What I said was, all right, um... Uh, Matt, nice to see you. Yeah, thanks, for com- Barry. Yeah, thanks for the... Barry. Thanks for the... Oh, that's why you gave me a funny look. Thanks for the conversation. Really good conversation. Yeah, thanks. Conversation, conversation. Thank you. What I wanted to say was, give me that cut back! You don't deserve to drink from that!
10: Take your lips off it. What you need to do yes. is what I do with yeah. any special kind of ceramics. Pop them in my drawer.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a point. Yeah.
10: Hey. If you put them out there, they're for general consumption. It's not Matt Barney's fault.
7: Uh, Page three of the sun.
10: What's on there? I wonder.
7: Well, there's a, uh, a Kelly, twenty-three from okay. Daventry. She's not she's not shy in the slightest. She's not shy in the slightest. But motorist has slow sex drive. A randy motorist oh. was pulled over by police for having sex while driving.
10: With someone else or?
7: Cops stopped his Nissan Micra. It's a small car.
10: Yeah, I have one of those. Though. They're pretty good. After
7: a traffic camera showed it moving slowly and weaving erratically. The driver was found...
10: It was quite good.
7: Here he comes, look. The driver was found half-naked with a female passenger at 11pm on Wednesday. The man, in his 50s, was warned about his driving and fined for dodgy lights on the A30 in Egham, Surrey. Traffic cops tweeted, When driving, please don't attempt any sexual interaction. It might be fun, but you'll both end up red-faced when we stop you for bad driving. So stop it. Catherine.
10: Filthy beast.
7: Graham's in Berkhamsted. Morning, Graham. Morning. Morning, Graham. What have you got for me? Sugar babes. Yeah. Oh, hang on one second. Not today, Geoffrey. Oh what? <laughs> oh.
10: <clears throat> the Lord loves a trier.
7: Yes, doesn't he? Doesn't he just. And there's another. Um, there's another story about uh, sex.
10: Oh, what? It-
7: one of the papers.
10: Hey, look what the Express has done. Go on. Never um, want to be first with the news. Um, Daily Express, page three. It's the story we did two weeks ago. Dolly the barmaid. Oh, Saville, years old. World's oldest barmaid, swears by a scotch and tonic. Do you know what they've done? They've waited for our actual birthday. Silly, because w- we went... We got in there that first. That allowed us to scoop them.
7: Honesty is the best policy in the bedroom. Well... Research shows that we are extremely adept at judging how satisfied our other half is with their sex life. The same applies to dissatisfaction, meaning there is little point in faking it. Men, however, can take pride in finding that they may be better lovers than they realise. Oh, really? In a study of 84 couples, each person filled in a questionnaire on their own sexual satisfaction and another about how happy they thought their partner was with their sex life. When the answers were compared, the results of the two surveys. What does it prove, though? It proves that people will answer any questions in a silly survey. Someone came up to me and said, can we ask you and your partner um, questions about your sex life? A, there would be not much point, but B, I'd say, no, it's private. The kind of people that answer these kind of surveys are perverts and exhibitionists, and they should be ha- uh, flogged. Not flogged. They probably like that.
10: And everyone knows perverts and exhibitionists say all sorts.
7: Oh, oh, the, yes, yeah. Go on, give us one more, then don't we'll go to the travel.
10: Uh, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Oh, Adrian Mole author Sue Townsend's died after a short illness, but it looks as if she had a number of health problems. She was blind, wasn't
7: she? She went blind.
10: Yeah, diabetes um, related. Complications.
7: I liked the 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 first Adrian Mole book was a classic, and it was it's it's difficult to uh, imagine just how much it grabbed the public. It was
10: like Bridget Jones, it yeah. was that kind of buzz about. There was
7: it. a TV series as well. The TV series there was quite was. good. Um, then they did it again Then they did it again And, and she, she was still writing Adrian Mole books I gave up after the Cappuccino year. I don't even know if I got to the Cappuccino She did about five Adrian Mole books And you kind of think
10: Do you remember the first, seri- the first series of it though? I'm falling in, in love, love
7: with, with Pandora. Pandora My poems have an intellectual theme That kind of <laughs> yeah. thing Yeah It's good though, isn't you it? You
10: know who played him in later years? Go on. Of course, um, your nemesis
9: Which one? Mangan? Did he really? Yeah Interesting Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hockliffe, the A5 southbound heading towards Dunstable looking busy. Also in Luton on the speed sensors as you head towards the centre of town, the A505 slow going from the M1 Junction 11. On the speed sensors, the Ware Road slow going after the A10 as you head away from the centre of Ware just before the Crouchfields turn. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46.
7: It's uh, Friday, the 11th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Detectives have thanked the witnesses who helped convict three Bedfordshire teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. The trio will be sentenced this morning. Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists in the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Hertfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience. And in sport, Luton will have to wait until tomorrow for a chance to clinch the conference title after Cambridge won 3 0 at Woking last night. 08 459 455 555 if you want to give us a call. We'll have more from the papers and this week's BBC introducing track After the Weather with Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds,
21: hearts and bucks weather.
5: BBC Three
9: Counties Radio.
21: Hello, good morning to you. Well, it's a milder start than many of us thought this time yesterday. We've got around 8 degrees at the moment. There's a bit of cloud around. It's a fairly bright start. We will see some spells of brightness and sunny spells around through the course of the day. But I think gradually turning cloudier through the late morning and into the afternoon. Um, The cloud again breaking up a bit later on this afternoon. But there will be quite a cloudy period, I think. So a little bit cooler, a little bit cloudier than it was yesterday. Still very pleasant in the spells of brightness and sunshine, though, with only very light winds most places staying dry just the very very small chance of one or two showers later on this afternoon. Top temperatures today up to around 14 perhaps 15 Celsius, 59 in Fahrenheit. Now overnight tonight it will be cooler than it was last night. Temperatures locally as low as 4 or 5 degrees. Uh, We'll probably see a few mist patches develop underneath clear spells as well. So a chillier start to the day on Saturday. The mist will disperse very quickly where we do have it and it will be a lovely bright start to the day. Lots of sunshine around but then clouding over from the north, and probably quite a cloudy afternoon with the risk of a few spots of rain, perhaps over the tops of the Chilterns as well into tomorrow afternoon. Sunday will be the better day of the two, in that yes, it will be a bit of a chilly start, but there'll be lots of sunshine around, and we'll probably see temperatures climb all the way up to 16 or even 17 Celsius. Um, that's uh, 63 in Fahrenheit. Very lovely day on Sunday, and the high pressure set to dominate uh, dry, settled weather into the start of next week. That's the forecast.
4: I am going to retire
9: because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. Tomorrow, we're bringing you a special three-county sport. We're on air from 12 as Luton face an early game at home to Braintree.
22: It's there, it's McGeehan! In at the near post and Luton at the goal!
9: As soon as that game
7: finishes, we'll turn our attention to Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham with live coverage of
4: all four matches.
16: What a goal! Troy Deeney.
23: My goodness me, what a goal from Isle McLeod. And Darius Charles
17: it is, he just rockets a header in. And it's a
9: set-piece success for Wickham Wanderers. An extended 3 Counties sport, tomorrow from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: hey up! Uh, BBC Introducing is a show here on Three Counties Radio that, that supports unsigned and undiscovered musicians from Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
10: That sounds like an excellent show. Yeah, uh, yeah apparently it is. Uh,
7: this... uh e- oh, I've lost my thing. Let's start again. A-Up, BBC introducing is a sh- the A-Up is, uh, is improv.
10: Is that because you're talking to me?
7: A-Up, BBC introducing... Yeah, stop it. Here we go. B- keeping it fresh. BBC <laughs> keeping you on your toes. <laughs> Hey, BBC Introducing is a show well, here I've on... I've th- a good idea. Yeah. Say, so big up yourself! Hey! No. <clears throat> uh, big, three Counties, uh, uh, each week we play a song that our Introducing show has been supporting. Uh, like this one. It's by Rhodes.
10: She's from Hitchin. Uh,
7: and thanks to our Introducing show, he is getting played on BBC Radio 1. She's very good. He's getting played on Radio 1. It's called Your Soul. I'm glad it's not... I can't say that. I nearly made a really vulgar joke.
10: I know, and I know where you were going. Really? Just press go. Okay, yeah, of course thank I you. do.
2: I just want to hold your hand hold Oh you yeah. know yeah.
7: I used to. Um, oh I used to uh, when I was uh, roads. There, it was good. I enjoyed that. Your soul, from he's uh, from Hitchin. Uh, I used to write songs when I was young. Yeah, I did. And they were, you know, I want to hold your hand, but not in the Beatles. I want to hold hand because that they're not the Beatles aren't singing about actually holding her hand. Oh, they're singing about. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was I enjoyed that. Excellent work, good work, young man. Onwards and upwards. Now, the roadworks in Hitchin, which of course, traffic chaos for the past months.
10: Home of. Roads.
7: Yes, it, well, it, roads is probably... Well, roads! Hey. It's all linked. They're due to finish tomorrow, bracket Saturday. Harts County Council has apologised for the inconvenience caused at the junction of Charlton Road and the A602 Parkway, but say the work is necessary to improve the safety of the junction. Well, here's a reminder about how strongly people felt about them at the beginning. They spoke to our reporter, Tony Fisher.
4: Right, so I came into Hitchin this morning. I came through Hitchin. It took me half an hour to get through Hitchin because of these roadworks at the junction with Willow Lane, Charlton Road and the Parkway. Um, it's going on for four weeks. I mean, it can't continue, can it?
1: It seems crazy. I also don't really understand why they're doing it because... Um if they're trying to stop people doing that cheeky little turn up through that road, they surely should be doing something at the other end to make it more difficult for people to come onto it. It just seems to be crazy and it's taking so long and then it's causing chaos in the town centre as well.
13: Because of the knock-on effects?
1: Absolutely, because people are avoiding the roadworks on the Priory bypass and they're going through, whizzing through the town, which is causing hold-ups in there.
4: Other people I've spoken to say it's four weeks of chaos for the wrong scheme.
1: Exactly. I, it just doesn't seem to be making any sense. It, I, I can't see. Uh, um, they say it's an accident black spot, but there have been more accidents further up that road, not at that junction.
4: Right. So I've taken Hilary's advice. I come into the town centre, uh, where this, these roadworks have also had a knock-on effect. I'm um, with Liz. You live in Charlton, Liz? Is that no, right? No, I
2: live in Hitchin, off Gray's Lane. Okay. And but- I was trying to get to the Willows Estate yesterday, and it was absolute chaos. One of the things which was suggested was a roundabout. Probably that's like going to cost more money, but at least it would keep the flow going. We're all being held up. No way through. Hitchin doesn't want that. It's supposed to be a market day today. Mm-hmm. Where is everybody?
4: Exactly. It's we pretty guess. quiet, isn't it? It
2: is very quiet. Should, there, should there
4: be more notices up warning people about the roadworks further have, afield? I
2: think further afield. It, they need to be warned.
19: Now, i of the mushroom. Just a little, Okay.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. Okay. So in the centre of Hitchin, at the markets, market day. Not interested. Not interested. Sorry, matey. No. Not Talking about mad. the roadworks. Not interested. It's going to affect everyone. So. It's good. The roadworks going to affect everyone.
19: Now I'll we'll scoop about mushrooms.
4: Okay. So that trader doesn't want to talk to me, but he says oh, it's going to affect everyone. It is very quiet here on market day. See if we can talk to another trader who may want to speak to me. I think
15: it's hard to say at the moment. It's early days yet, because the roadworks have only just started, haven't yeah. they? Four and weeks though. I know they're going on for four weeks. It may have an impact for people coming in from Luton. I think the biggest thing you'll find is when people are going in with their uh, rush hour traffic.
4: Uh, do you live in Hitchin or work yeah, in Hitchin? Hitchin? It seems pretty quiet in the market in the town. Do you think that's anything to do with the roadworks up there? Do you know about the roadworks just started? It could yeah. be. I
10: think so. Yeah, it could I think be. so. Charlton.
4: Yeah. Junction with Charlton and the Parkway? Yeah, could yeah. be. but Definitely, I'd say Sometimes so. Sometimes it's usually packed
10: here. Yeah, it? it's, it's normally packed. This is really quite, we're here like nearly every Tuesday. It's much quieter.
4: And it's not as if the weather is particularly bad. It's no, quite it's nice. Nothing
24: yeah. to do with the weather. I think it's the traffic. Yeah. Definitely. I'd definitely say
10: so.
7: Some disgruntled people, Catherine, speaking to our reporter, Tony Fisher there.
10: And one uninterested market trader.
7: That's unusual isn't it? Hmm. I tell you what um, I miss in central London these days. The aggressive uh, nay rude uh, evening standard salesman. Now that it's a free newspaper, it's just I don't even know who those people are giving out. I miss the the, the stroppy evening standard
9: sellers that yeah. would have a go at you.
10: Yeah, sign of the times though you can't it, have them anymore.
7: Yeah, disappointing isn't
9: it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. Heading towards the A1M from Hitchin, the A602 looking busy to join the A1M at the moment. Also in Harpenden, the high street heavy in both directions around Station Road. In Dunstable, the A5 looking slow heading north as you approach the Luton Road and the M25 anti-clockwise starting to build up around Junction 19 for Watford. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much, Alice. Man, if you could have just heard the conversation I was having there with Catherine Boyle. It would have made your toes curl. Lots to talk about this morning. Give us a call, 08459 four double five five double five. You can also call us if you just fancy a chat. That's the way this show works. You want it? You a bit bored? Eh, give me a call, we'll sort it out.
0: It's 7 o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines. Police admit murder case witnesses were scared to come forward. Hitchin Roadworks to finish tomorrow and champagne still on ice at Luton Town.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so-called no-snitching culture in relation to shootings and stabbings is a problem in finding the culprits. It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. They will be sentenced this morning. 65-year-old Sheree Chief Demir say was stabbed to death in front of his partner after answering their door in Vineyard Way. Detective Inspector Tim Redfern says young people are scared to come forward.
12: You know, these youngsters are rightly in fear of people that are capable of doing such terrible violence and using knives to you know, commit such a you know hideous crime. It's no surprise they're extremely frightened.
0: Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists for the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Hertfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience caused at the junction of Charlton Road and the A602 Parkway. The council says the work is necessary to improve the safety of the junction, but these residents aren't impressed.
1: If they're trying to stop people doing that cheeky little turn up through that road, they surely should be doing something at the other end to make it more difficult for people to come onto it. It just seems to be crazy and it's taking so long. One of the things which was suggested was a roundabout.
2: Probably that's going to cost more money, but at least it would keep the flow going.
0: A man will appear in court later this morning charged with the murders of 29 people who died in the OMA bombing in 1998. Seamus Daly, who's 43, faces 33 charges in total. He's already been found liable for the attack in a landmark civil case brought by the victims' families, but no-one has ever been convicted in a criminal case. A former director of public prosecutions has urged the Crown Prosecution Service to keep a cool head during its investigations into historic abuse cases. Lord Macdonald made the comments after the former Commons Deputy Speaker, Nigel Evans, was cleared yesterday of a series of sexual offences. He said prosecutors should avoid going on a mission and losing perspective. The CPS has insisted it was right to put the evidence in the case of Mr Evans to a jury. A disability scooter user from Bedfordshire is complaining about the number of people who park on pavements. David Bikini from Luton is starting a campaign after problems getting along Toddington Road.
18: Somebody has to make a stand with respect to the amount of traffic there is on the road and the idiots that park on the pavement without consideration for any disabled person, mobility scooters, mothers with thrush chairs and children. And not only do they park on the pavements, the idiots don't even put their wing mirrors in.
0: The author Sue Townsend has died at the age of 68 after a short illness. She was best known for the Adrian Mole series, setting it in her hometown of Leicester. In sport, the champagne remains on ice at Kenilworth Road after Cambridge's 3-nil win at Woking last night means Luton will have to wait to be crowned conference champions. But John Still's side will secure promotion back to the Football League with a win at home to Braintree tomorrow lunchtime. The weather dry and sunny with light winds, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius, and you can get the Latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. We started coming here because of of the wrecks and the films, and we just fell in love with the town. All this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead. It's
7: a little gem within Hertfordshire, and it's as if it's been picked up from somewhere like the Cotswolds or something and dropped here.
5: It's all about where you live.
21: It's got a great community feel, and there's always something going on, lots of things to do. The
5: Big Tour. BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: and Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. Oh, fan fantastic fan Fan-dabby-dozy, kids. <laughs> Lots to talk about between now and nine o'clock, including... Have you ever been reluctant to call the police? Perhaps you were a bit scared that there might be repercussions towards you or your family. Maybe you saw, you know, some kids being naughty over the road or... Someone you knew had committed a crime and you thought ah, should I call the police really We'll be hearing more about dad Pop No it's not cast and coldplay cast <laughs> It's a gentleman who's very angry about people who park their cars on the pavements and get in the way of disabled people and young mums and old mums and dads. And we're having a right old whinge about roadworks. Yes? Yes, of course. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. And the best way is to uh, give me a call. A little bit quiet on the phones this morning. I can understand why. I can understand that. You can call in about anything you fancy, to be honest. 08459 four double
9: five five double five.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Detectives in Bedfordshire admit their
7: efforts to catch... Oh, a little windy pops, I do apologise, especially when I'm doing some, quite a serious story. Um, detectives in Bedfordshire admit that their efforts to catch criminals are being hampered by a s- no-snitching culture. The killer of Luton Man Paul Foster is still at large twelve months on. Earlier this week we spoke to his father Neville, who, along with the rest of the family, is convinced that people know more than they're prepared to say, but they're afraid to come forwards. And police faced a similar battle in their investigation into the stabbing of Sharif Demirse in Kempston. Well, thankfully someone has spoken up, and the three teenagers found guilty of his murder are to be sentenced today. Well, Chris Preddy, OBE, is a reformed gang member who now works for a charity called Make Dreams a Reality. Chris, what what were you getting up to and what changed it for you?
20: I think it's one of those things that for young people when they're out there, you know, it's for someone to actually believe that, you know, that they understand what a young person is going through and it all it takes was a young youth worker to understand where I was coming from. And he just asked me a question and he just said, you know what, would your brother need to be doing this? And just for him, by him saying that, I realised that, you know, I was was in the wrong place and I was that person that could change. And he he helped me change. And it's just for some of them kids are crying out for change. You make it sound so easy, but of course, it's not, is it? It's not. It's not. No, it definitely is. So, so, so hard to change. And a lot of them young people feel like if they do change, they they become as a target. They become a person that could be... um, hit upon and that person there will feel threatened and then it comes into that whole thing of snitching that whole thing of the code and responsibilities that they feel that they have towards the community and towards these people
7: you mentioned snitching there and and the code what is the code
20: it's a code right about now with these young people on the streets, you know, they've got a code or a reputation that they have to keep up in the sense of they feel like, you know, we can't snitch. it's wrong to snitch. But when you're growing up and when you're in school, your mom's always taught you, like, if you ever saw something wrong or if you ever see something, tell the teacher. So the fact that it's got so, so much, we're at the point where you're now not Saying anything, or you see someone getting hurt, and you're not reporting it, it just—it just, just frightens me. It really does frighten me. The,
7: the, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because sometimes people don't uh, go to the police or tell family members because they're frightened. Uh, talking about the, the, this case um, that we're talking about today, Sharif Demirce, uh one of the lads had a gun and threatened yeah. somebody else with a gun and fired a shot, and says that's what we do to snitches.
20: This is it. So in that kind of sense, young people and even adults now are even more reluctant to come forward and even say something. And this is why it's most important that we do have safeguards, that we do have safe adults, that we do have these communities and that we do have these companies where, you know, people can go to or young people can go to and speak to these people and feel confident and feel comfortable. But, you know, nothing and have no repercussions. And I feel like it's now than ever that we need to help each other. That like there's going to be a safer community or
7: a safer London if we work. So, is some kid comes up to you, right, um, Chris, and says, "Right, you know that murder that took place a year ago? I know who did it. It was my mate Steve. How would you? How would you? Or, 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 how would you handle that information? What would you do? Because he's confided in you. He's trusted in you."
20: This this is another thing as well. I always say to the young people, you know, like, if whatever you're going to tell me, you know, if it's something that's going to put a risk or if that somebody has got a risk to another person, then I have to report that information. And it's the way about you go about telling that young person how you're going to report that information and it's basically about respect, it's about trust but you're basically letting that person know and the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm trying to make sure your life is your life is safe and other person's life is safe and a lot of the times the young people do understand that but you do have to tread on it very, very carefully, and make sure you know you don't lose them in a sense of if you do so and say something, maybe next time they might not say it to you, or kind of thing. So you've got to be careful
7: in terms of telling the, the police that we we often hear on, on this show and reading the papers that young people and and perhaps more specifically young black people uh, have a mistrust or a wariness around the police. Um that's not necessarily going to change, is it, rightly or wrongly, that p- people have these prejudices against authority and it doesn't always change?
20: No, it doesn't always change. And I think what it's come down to now, I think a lot of the young people just automatically look at the uniform and doesn't even look at the person's face, look at the uniform and think police hate them, do you know what I mean? But mm. behind that police uniform, you know, let's Dave, there's um, Tom or... That's Harry, that's you know, and they're got a son, got a daughter and they're just out there trying to make a difference and if not trying to save lives, if not trying to save their own child's life. So, you know, they don't have to go through a stage where they're walking down the street and they're scared and they're scared of getting robbed or scared of getting bullied. So, you know, it has a, a both effects and I try and show young people that, you know, it ain't about snitching, it ain't about oh, being across, whatever it's about giving information, and it's not sometimes saving lives. Now, sometimes I say to young people, "You've got to flip it on the other hand. What if it was your mum? What if it was your sister? Yeah. You know?" And say to them in that kind of sense, wouldn't you want someone to speak up about your mum or your sister?
7: What do you think is the strongest thing holding young people back from from um, reporting things to adults or the police? Is it um, a fear, or is it a misplaced loyalty?
20: I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of fit and I think it's a bit of so misplaced loyalty. I think a lot of these young kids feel like they have to hold some sort of loyalty to the gang and to um, the other young people that they're carrying themselves around with and they always think that, you know, it's family, it's my family. They try and create a, like, a new family in that sense. So they feel like they've got a certain sort of loyalty to keep up with them and also it is fair, you know, when you're So deep in what a lot of these kids say, it's really, really hard to get out, and for you to to turn your back on most of your friends or your family, as you would say, it's really, really hard for these young people. Chris,
7: when you got your OBE, was there a bit of backlash from people that you used to hang around with, or or, or, um, some of the youngsters you worked with who thought you'd maybe sold out a bit or something?
20: There was a few people, there were, I'll be honest, there was a few people, you know, like, saying to me, you shouldn't talk it, and going really, really deep into it and saying to me, you know, certain things like, you know, now you're going to start doing other things and you're going to forget who you are and all the rest of it. And I think yeah. what I mentioned to them was, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to see the progression of how far I've come. I think I'm now a lot of the kids and I'm now a lot of my friends respect me for now what I was doing than from what I was doing before. I think it was two different things, two different kind of respects I used to get. I used to get a respect of Probably someone used to feel, me you or know, what I could possibly do. I think I now get the respect on what I do and what I stand for.
7: Chris, I appreciate your time. Always good to talk to you. It's Chris Preddy OBE, Reform Gang member who works for a charity called Make Dreams a Reality.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is Ian Lee. Right.
5: BBC Three
9: Counties Radio. So a quick look at the papers. Is it? Yes.
7: We look at the papers. Abba are in the papers. Hooray. Well, I never I don't quite get the upper thing. I mean, they did a couple of good songs. They um, did some
10: brilliant songs. Does
7: Your Mother Know was good. Yes, Ring Ring. Ring Ring was, was quite good.
10: They also had a really great career in Spanish. Did you know that? Sorry? They sang in loads of different languages. Did they? Yeah. Oh, what? Rock, they're, like, their hits. Yeah, they did Fernando. I'll find them for you. Maybe we can play one tomorrow. Oh, hey, we're not in tomorrow.
7: Till, uh, no, until on Monday. This is what we'll do on Monday, OK? We'll have famous songs in foreign languages. Brilliant. Because the Beatles did uh, Come Get Me a Hand. Yes. And See Liebdick.
10: Good. So well, let's we'll have a we'll have a little bit of that. I know loads of those. Okay, so brilliant.
7: I've got the monkey theme in Italian. Have you? Yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No one's ever said that to me before. Monday. That's what we'll do. All the records in the first hour will be famous songs in foreign languages. Yeah, you like? We're on. Um, the uh, the. But anyway, they're in the paper. I don't know why. Forty years on. Now
10: but are they rejoining?
7: Well, they keep saying no, but they will.
10: Well, the blonde one kept saying no, but I think now she's saying. Yes.
7: I, um, my favourite was always, uh, Frida. Yeah,
10: anne my that's who I wanted to be. If she was called Frida,
7: why were they called Abba? It should have been Abf. Her name's Anna Frida. But she was called Frida.
10: They shortened it. But like, we call you E.
7: No, you, d- what? <laughs> when?
10: Or Anne. Sometimes we call you Anne. Who does? Um, oh, Brenda. What?
7: Ben, why are you laughing? Are you in on this? I'm not, I'm not,
10: what? Don't look at me. I'll just make the coffee.
7: Oh yes, please. melt no sugar. Yep. Thank oh, you. I'd love one. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic bands. It's classic bands. <laughs> early welcome, in the morning. Ben, welcome. Welcome. Um, but yeah, I never, I, I never quite got the ABBA thing. I was more of a Carpenters. I love the Carpenters. I was team. more of a Carpenters. Mm. Have I told you about when I saw the Carpenters? Yep. Have I told you several times? It's a good story. It's a good story. I yeah. saw the Carpenters. Yeah. How many people here have seen the Carpenters? Guys, guys, no. guys. I've seen the Carpenters.
10: I've seen a Carpenter. <laughs>
7: <laughs> You're such a, an idiot! I nearly said something. I nearly said something vulgar. I there. know exactly what you yes, said. Yes, 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 and uh, yes. Okay. double five four double five five double five is the telephone number. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's coming up to a quarter past seven. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice.
9: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. In St Albans, the centre of town looking busy on the speed sensors. Hollywell Hill, slow in both directions around the High Street. Also in Harpenden, the High Street looking very heavy in both directions around Station Road. In Mark Yate, the A5 slow heading north around Luton Road. And also in Broughton at the Northfield roundabout, Portway looking a little busy as you approach the roundabout and head for the M1. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice.
7: It's 7.15. It's Friday, the 11th of uh, April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so-called no-snitching culture is a problem in bringing people to justice. It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists over the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Hertfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience. And in sport... And will have to wait until tomorrow for a chance to clinch the conference title after Cambridge won 3 0 at Woking last night.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds,
21: hearts and bucks. The town is steeped in history. You've got Berkhamstead Castle within the town.
5: Inviting everyone to where you live.
7: A little gem within Hertfordshire. And it's as if it's been picked
9: up from somewhere like the Cotswolds or something and dropped here.
5: And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead.
15: I love my town. I adore it. I wouldn't swap it for the world.
5: If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. I
24: like St. Peter's Church. It's lovely to go and sit in if you want to.
5: Quaint little market town that's really lively and buzzy. The big tour of beds, hearts, and books. Birkin's is a lovely place to live. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now,
7: a disabled man from Luton has become a one-man parking patrol. David Baccini from Luton uses a mobility scooter. He's so fed up having to drive onto the road to get around cars parked on the pavement, He started documenting the worst offenders. He's also given his campaign a name, Dad Pop. Disabled against drivers parking on pavements dad pop. Well, Mick Dillon, uh, Chief Exec of the Disability Resource Centre in Dunstable joins me in the studio. Morning Mick. Good morning. We'll come to you in a second. Uh, our reporter Justin Dealey has been looking into this. You met David the other day, didn't you Justin? He's not very ha- happy. No, he's not happy at all. I met him on the
17: Toddington Road in Leegrave uh, David wants volunteers to be given the power and authority to issue parking tickets. He says it's dangerous for him to get round these park vehicles and quite simply Ian he's not prepared to put up with this anymore.
18: Is that your cue for me to press the button? It is. I do apologise, sir. I'm not. I think that somebody has to make a stand with respect to the amount of traffic there is on the road and the idiots that park on the pavement without consideration for any disabled person, mobility scooters, mothers with thrush chairs and children. And not only do they park on the pavements... The idiots don't even put their wing mirrors in so that kiddies can hit their heads on wing mirrors as they go past. So what you're doing here then, David, you are coming along this road, you are taking
17: photographs of every single vehicle parked on the pavement and you are placing those
18: onto Facebook. You're naming and shaming people. That's correct. And if those people recognise their car, then they should be ashamed of themselves for having it been put in that situation. Are you not taking it a bit too far? I don't think I'm taking it far enough. When you
17: have spoken to people that have parked their cars on the pavements, what's happened next?
18: I've been told to F off. I've been told that I'm a busybody, that I'm poking my nose into businesses that don't concern me. Um, But I feel I am looking after and standing up for those people who are not able to stand up for themselves or not capable of standing up for themselves. I'm feared of nobody. I have absolutely no fear for anything or anybody in this world. I've gone through my life and I've suffered my hardships. I've paid my penalties and my dues to the country. Now I'm trying to get something back for those people that can't do it for themselves.
7: um, This is how angry um, David uh, is, Justin. He's called in to ask me to pronounce his name correctly. Bikini. (laughs) I mean, his nickname is the Pitbull.
17: For years, um, he's experienced this, and now for him, uh, enough is enough. He's got a meeting with the council uh, next Tuesday. Uh, He's got his Facebook campaign that's been set up, and He's just not prepared to take it. He's speaking to motorists, he's being abused, but he will continue to do so until something is done.
7: Justin, thanks very much. Stay there. I may come back to you in a second. Uh, say, McDillan is here, Chief Exec of Disability Resource Centre in Dunstable.
25: What do you make of what David's doing? Uh, it, it's very uh, commendable, uh, and he has a huge point. And, and as you probably heard, it's irresponsible by. Uh, car owners, parking and it causes huge issues. Tell me the issues it causes why is it a problem? Well if you imagine for anybody to to get on a path uh, (coughs) and I think the example of uh, parents with pushchairs, let alone anyone with a disability visually impaired people as well Uh, if uh, a path is supposed to be six foot wide or even four foot wide and it's actually a foot and a half, two foot you physically can't get through then uh, certainly wheelchair users and and people with pushchairs might play hunt the drop curb to try and find how to get off of the path uh, get onto the main road into the main road and that's clearly dangerous and not appropriate the whole problem has really come around from if you're in a london borough and you can guess parking in london boroughs they're they're very hot on things and they're going to clamp you and do things straight away the 32 london boroughs for the last uh, 16 years have had a basically no parking on curbs acceptable at all that's one wheel two or four unless there's that little blue sign we rarely see. Yeah, there's
7: some, there's some places you're, you're permitted to Yeah, and it, it shows uh,
25: literally a car parked I'm doing it now for, for television. He's doing hand. Yeah, so you can see parking on an angle, yeah. uh, or you can park on the footpath uh, with permission. Yeah. Uh, London Boroughs are very hot on it, um, and what's happened since 2011 is with the decriminalisation of traffic wardens and, and, and you know the police, some local authorities take control, some police authorities will take control, but of course police is not a high priority, understandably, it's mm. just one of the things that they have to prioritise. Uh, And the reality of decriminalising it means that it doesn't get done. Now, ultimately, they're not breaking the law, because outside of London, it's still very hazy what the law is and how it's enforced. So no enforcement will create this all the time.
7: So what do we do then? Listen, I've pushed my mum in a wheelchair. I've had to go into the road because of cars, uh, and the same when when, when the kids were in buggies. I've also parked on the pavement. Now, when I have parked on the pavement, I have a big thing. I always make sure that there is room for a wheelchair
25: to get past. That's kind of my thing. But um, wh- how do we stop people doing it then? Well, it's got to be enforcement and it's got to be uh, with penalty notices, the local authority. I mean, if you tell the local authority they'd make money out of it, I'm sure there is a prick up and they would look at it very differently. It's no different to park across somebody's entrance you know, mm. to, to their, their front garden, perhaps, really, that, that public highway that area that you're not supposed to park on, mm. uh, and yet we do. Now, you could argue it's because there's lack of parking spaces, could be there's poor design if it's by shops and there's only one or two bays and you want a whole road, a whole area of places to park. Then, you know, it could be bad design is creating this whole issue. But I think, uh, and I spoke to David by email a little while ago, and he has that passion, uh, certainly through emails and as you've heard this morning, um, and it's about channeling that. There is an e-petition from government set up by somebody else to try and get this whole non-London-based, if that makes sense, everywhere else to catch up with London so it becomes enforceable. Um, Now, that's still got uh, eight months to run, and it needs 100,000 to even be debated by uh, uh, MPs. Mm. Uh, It's in the hundreds at the moment, not hundred thousand in the hundreds, Mm, so it's got a long way to go. It's unlikely to run. It's not going to go that far. But I think, you know, every local authority could do something tomorrow you know that has the parking enforcement control they can make a huge difference tomorrow even on the hot spots that's not difficult and call it a pilot or a little campaign david would clearly uh, help run that and, and one of the things was to get david to speak to Luton bar and i'm pleased he has because they have the ultimate authority uh, us as individuals no matter who we are mm. don't have the authority to to engage and you can imagine that you know, there'll be more issues for the police to do if we start to engage in a negative way. Justin, one of the things uh, that that struck me about that report
7: is uh, the abuse. Absolutely. That he gets.
17: Yeah, you know, D- David is, as he says in the piece... He, you played he, us the censored version as well, yeah, didn't ab- you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> a lot of people have been very, very rude to David, but but he doesn't care. In his words, he fears absolutely nobody. He can be quite aggressive himself. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people think that he's just a busybody. Why are you here? Why are you taking a photograph of my vehicle? Well, his point would be, well, I'm doing that because you shouldn't be there in the first place. You mm. should be uh, ashamed of what you're you're doing and hopefully by naming and shaming those people won't do it again it's
7: interesting isn't it that
17: that he gets so much
7: abuse
25: mick well i think there's a the bigger issue of sometimes disability hate crime you hear about and just how people and society engage with disabled people sometimes now excuse me at the resource center we try to engage in partnership and you know some people try to do it by direct action and and rights Mm. and and there's a, a role for both of them is my take on things Uh, from from my experience and you know i haven't touched from typically hate crime as such and i'm I'm reasonably big and look after myself hopefully and i can bark and and make a noise but some people look very frail and vulnerable yeah um if i come up to where someone is blocking a drop curb and i can't get on or off and literally the look or it's pretty obvious what's going on that you can't get any further and and you you nearly have a Mexican standoff, but ultimately people get the get yeah. the message and they will move. Now of course an abandoned car parked on the curb, people are often gone. I just think, you know, you can do the individuals and David could spend hours and, and months and months on something that you, you need to have come. Yeah. And that's where the, the local authority, as I to say, tomorrow, could could sweep something could have a local bylaw just to avoid the doubt and get on with it. I think it's good to raise awareness and I think that's really important what David's doing and so you can feel his passion. About it, three counties. You know, all of them could really go for it and, and make a huge difference very quickly. And this is where the local authority can give a positive message to say, "People, uh, we got uh, Peter and Overton." Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. peace be with you. Brother. Thank you, boss. What would you like to say?
3: Uh, yes, good idea. Uh, Dad, pop sounds very good to me because we have a road in Wolverton, where uh, people park on the pavement by the dozen vehicle, not just one or two. The whole pavement can be taken up by cars on the pavement, leaving sometimes just 12 inches between edge of car and a brick wall. And it really is extremely difficult to walk down it, let alone people with pushchairs or mobile uh, appliances, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, Yes, he's got
9: my vote, no doubt about
7: it. uh, Are you not concerned that his um, passion, some might call it aggression, is
3: portraying him in a bad light? Uh, Not at all. I think the gentleman has probably put up with this phenomenon for a number of years, a long time, and uh, he's come to the situation where
16: enough is enough. Mm.
7: Peter, thank you very much Mick, uh, always nice to see you Thank you for, for popping in this morning Pleasure, thank you um, I just, Are you into football at all? Uh, slightly
25: this Sunday uh, why, why, what's happening this Sunday? I just might be going to Anfield
7: well, is, that, is that a good
17: thing, Justin? <laughs> That's a great thing. Is it? I've been to Anfield once. It's um, an absolutely fantastic <laughs> place. And, of course, uh, uh, this weekend, um, uh, an extra special place to be with the anniversary. Uh, <laughs> uh,
7: now, listen, Justin, very quickly. A mm. um, lo- lot of excitement around the Luton Town Football Club. Yeah. Are they going to um, do the thing and get to the place? But there yes. was ex- interest last night in the football match between uh, Cambridge and Woking. That's right, Yep. We, you came on with Daz, Daz Fit, yes, Daz Fit, um, and you had a little bet. You had a little bet, yeah. Where if uh, Cambridge lost, I would have to go and do um, what was it? What was it, Catherine? Um, intervals.
10: Intervals. I think that's like circuits. That's isn't it?
7: flipping hard work. <laughs> that is hard work. And um, I said, yeah, go on. I'll have some of that. I'm not one to shy away from a bet. Uh, yep. Yeah. Cambridge won 3-0, didn't they, Just? I know, so Luton Town haven't quite won the league yeah,
17: yet. But, uh, but Fit said, OK, so, so the bet was yes, that, yes. that if Luton were promoted last night, yep. you would be doing this fitness challenge. Yep. If Luton are promoted tomorrow, then
7: I would be no, doing no, no, fitness no, challenge. No, 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 yes, no, no, no. Yes, that was the bet. No, and Luton will uh, no. not actually be promoted no, tomorrow. that is... That is y- yes. No, Justin, that yes. is guff. No. The bet was, if Cambridge won... You no, know, if if Woking won, I would do the uh, fitness challenge. If yep. Cambridge won, you would do the no, fitness challenge. No, no, you're wrong.
17: The bet was, no. if, if Luton were promoted right. last this is night, you would do
7: it. Guff. If Luton were promoted on Saturday, I would do it. T- right. Listen okay.
10: on the tape. Go back to the tape. There's only one way to sort this out. Fight. You both yeah. do it.
7: No, I <laughs> Right, okay, we're going to... Uh, right, Justin, I want to speak to you after the news. Because I'm going to get Oxley involved in this. Okay, that's fine. He, um, uh, will you go with Oxley's uh, final verdict? Um, go on then. Yeah? Yeah. you are going to trust Simon. An a man who never... He doesn't even know how to lie. <laughs> I'll speak to you in about five minutes, Justin. Thank you. Mick, thank you very much for coming in. Pleasure I'm sorry you had to witness that childish banter, but Justin really does my head in sometimes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice.
9: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. Speed sensors in Hitchin. The A505 queuing as you approach the centre of town. Also in Harpenden, High Street still looking very heavy around the Station Road in both directions. In St Albans, Watling Street is busy as you approach St Stephen's Hill. And in Hartford, the A414, busy as you head towards the centre of town from the A10. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 30. I'm Simon Oxley Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so-called no-snitching culture is a problem in bringing people to justice It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. They will be sentenced this morning. A 43-year-old man is due in court this morning, charged with the murders of 29 people in the Omer bombing in 1998 Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists for the past month are due to finish tomorrow and the author Sue Townsend has died at the age of 68 after a short illness. She was best known for the Adrian Mole series. Three Counties Sports.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The champagne remains on ice at Kenilworth Road after Cambridge's 3-0 win at Woking last night means Luton will have to wait to be crowned conference champions but John Stills' side will secure promotion back to the Football League with a win at home to Braintree tomorrow lunchtime. Also tomorrow, Watford and Milton Keynes' Dons aim to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Watford are at Millwall. Carl Robinson's Dons host Crawley.
3: If we lose any of our games now, with the six-point gap, I think it almost becomes an impossibility.
7: Right. But... Until it's mathematically impossible, don't think you, don't expect me to stop. If they don't want to
20: try, let, try hard. In between now and hours, they won't be here next year. So this is this is a chance for them to prove to me that they deserve to be here next year while still competing for this year.
0: Stevenage and Wickham continue relegation battles, Stevenage are returned to Colchester Wickham are away to Newport and Chelsea join Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich in this morning's Champions League semi-final draw American Bill Haas shot a four under par opening round of 68 to lead golf's US Masters by a shot from the reigning champion Adam Scott Wobens Ian Poulter court carded a four over par 76 Buckinghamshire's Luke Donald a 79 here's Ian Carter
13: A wide open Masters remains that with 30 39 players within five of the lead. The late starters yesterday trailed in the wake of Haas's 68 and struggled to make an impression. Justin Rose and Phil Mickelson could only manage four-over par 76s, and Lee Westwood bogeyed the last for a 73. So the Englishman starts today five strokes behind. After Haas made up for a bogey at the first with a round that included five birdies, defending champion Adam Scott and 2012 winner Bubba Watson are handily placed after 69s that were matched by Louis. Euston
0: Tazen, with Rory McIlroy after a 71-3 behind. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 8. Now, Simon, listen, well, I, uh, things
7: are getting a little bit nasty around this mm, whole football I thing. I he- hearing that. This, yeah. is why, this is why I don't like football. It always a, <laughs> brings out the, the worst in people. Now, Justin Dealey uh, is is denying what I think happened yesterday. I be- well, Justin, what do you think? Daz Fitz said. Well, I told you what he said yesterday. What was it, the deal? Okay, we we were live in Berkhamsted yesterday home for the, the home of the big home tour. Home of the big oh, tour. Yes.
17: Well done. Okay. So Daz Fitz, a local fitness expert, funny enough, uh, came up to the radio car and said, "Right, I've got a challenge for you two because you two are always mouthing off on the radio. So uh, here is the deal: if Woking beat Cambridge and Luton are promoted on Thursday evening." You, you being Ian Lee, you take my fitness challenge. If Town are not promoted on Thursday and they are promoted
7: on Saturday, that means you, J-Dog, Justin Daly, you, you take the challenge. What I heard, and we'll go over to uh, Simon in a second, and whatever he says, we will will both agree with. Mm. Mm. What I heard was, if Woking uh, win, I do the fitness... If Cambridge win, no. you do the fitness. No, what he said was, if
17: Luton are promoted on Thursday, you do the challenge. If they are okay. not and they're promoted on Saturday, Justin,
7: you take the we challenge. We will go over to a gentleman who does not know how to lie, Simon Oxy, <laughs> what, what do you remember
0: hearing? Just put my black cap on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my recollection, my understanding of it was that if uh, Woking were victorious and that Luton were promoted last night, then yes, Ian would have been um, doing the fitness challenge. Uh, if Cambridge won and Luton weren't promoted last night, then Justin would be doing it. I no, don't. No. I don't. I have to say, <sighs> get the I tape. I don't recall out. it being specific to Saturday. No. I think it was specific to last night. Justin, get rid mm. of that that. Is growler. my understanding. <laughs>
7: thank you, thank you, Simon.
0: This Sorry, is Just. It- it's all right, sorry. So, Justin,
17: you're going to stick with that? Uh, well, yeah. Go on then. Well, don't, don't, no, no, that's fine. Listen, I've had a lot of ice cream recently, and being a supporter, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like I could do with some fitness exercise. And uh, being a supporter, exercise, I, th- yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think most fans yeah. would have preferred it if Cambridge did get a result last I'd night, taking it to tomorrow. So okay. if Luton win tomorrow, of course, at the end, at the final okay. whistle, they are playing
7: for something tomorrow. OK, and if Luton win tomorrow, I will dig happily into my pocket and give Simon Oxley the £5. Pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, just, so you're going to do the fitness challenge with Dad's Fit, and you're going to record it for the show, and we look forward to hearing that, what, next week or something? Yeah. Thank you very much indeed, gentlemen. <laughs>
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
9: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm not. Can you... And
7: if you heard that yesterday, could you call in and just just clarify? Simon's right. There was no mention of it, it, it was if whoever won last night, either me or Justin, um, would do the fitness challenge. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was.
10: It's what it was. It's what it
7: was. It's what it was. Ben. It's what it was. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. We're asking this morning about um, the no snitching culture. The no snitching culture. Uh, uh, and how can we apply it to, to us? Well, have you ever been slightly hesitant to call the police? Maybe you thought if I could get involved, then, um, uh, you know, there, there might something might happen to me or might happen to my family or my property. wait, four five nine four 555.
26: G's in Bedford. Morning, G. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. What would you like to say? Um, many moons ago, my old lady woke up early hours of the morning to a noise outside. It was kids trying to break into my car. She banged on the window, yeah. frightened them off, they ran down the road. She then woke me up, I had to go out for banging on the window, because they've now run away I've got to chase them. Right. I did chase them. She gave me a description of the fellow that was actually bending down trying to do the lock. Um, and it, at three o'clock in the morning, there weren't many people about. She said there was three of them and gave a good description of the one that was doing the damage. Yes. I caught them at the shops. They fitted the description, right number of kids. So I grabbed out over the one that she'd give me a description of and went to take him back to my place, but he put up a bit of resistance. Yeah. So I, I had two choices, and I either give him a clout and made him, dragged him back to my house. Or I looked across the road, there was a phone box. I said, right, we're going in there. He he was up for that. So we went in the phone box, I called the old Bill, and I kept him in the phone box until they arrived. They arrested him, took him away. But when it came down to it, my old lady wouldn't testify, because she was frightened that they would come back and do more damage or do something to the house or, or whatever. So we didn't actually prosecute because...
7: Can you understand, gee, why your old lady... Is old lady mother or wife? Wife. Wife, OK. Can you understand why your wife was reluctant to to, to uh, testify? Yeah, or, or did you find yeah. it frustrating?
26: Um, both. Yeah. I can understand why, but I don't blame her because she's right. They, they, they could come back. They obviously know where we live because they looked up at the window when she banked on it. So, yeah, the possibility's there. And I don't blame her for... For, for doing that but at the same time when she woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning someone's trying to break into your car I was I was on my toes and went and grabbed out of the fella G, I appreciate your call
7: would anybody else have chased after a load of kids at 3 o'clock in the morning been trying to break into their car
10: no once they're gone they're gone you're not going to chase them are you in the dark oh, no I'm,
7: I'm I'm getting the impression from G he's a big lad
10: saying that we all need a big G don't we
7: we all need a big G 08459 455 555. Ever chased after crooks? There we go. Ever chased after crooks? Um... Never chased after them, but there were some kids breaking into a, a, a lockup garage near me a couple of years ago. And so I turned on, this was like two o'clock in the morning, I was coming home from a job. I turned on all the lights in my house, so the lights were ablaze. And I went and stood in the middle of the street, outside my house with the door open, so I could run back in if I needed to, on my phone, and very loudly pretended I was talking to the police. Yes, officer, there are four of them, and I can see, and they saw me and they, um, they scarpered, sharpish. I wouldn't chase after. Sometimes you do
10: things in the heat of the moment, though. Oh. I um, grabbed a pickpocket's hand once. Oh,
7: how romantic. He
10: had, he had his hand in my friend's backpack as we were walking along. So sort I of turned around thought, he's walking quite close. And I saw him and he was, he was ferrying things backwards. There was about oh, three really? of them. And afterwards I thought, what an idiot. He could have grabbed me back, you know. As it was, he went, what? He just made a big scene as yeah. if I'd started on him for nothing.
7: In a situation like that, I'd have a go.
10: You don't think about it.
7: Yeah, you just... Because you you're just, so furious. Yeah, Trying to think, would I? Yeah, I, 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 I think I'd have to. And if someone, for example, snatched my wife's handbag,
10: you'd probably find yourself chasing oh, him before I'd chase, you realise.
7: I would I'd
11: chase them. But,
10: but the trouble is, whenever. Oh.
11: Oh. But the trouble is, whenever I've tried to do that, yeah. my 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 girlfriend always goes, "No, don't do it. Just in case something happens." So if I see injustice, I want to fight it. She's scouter scouser, um, though, isn't she? She is a scouser. Yeah.
7: If well, you, see injustice, butt- butt. you want to fight it. That's a no. That's a noble sentiment. Yeah. That is a. Well, when has that ever happened?
11: Well, you know, if I see something going on, like someone making too much noise or someone being, like, you know, silly on the, on the bus or something like that, I want to go over and say, guys, come on. Silly on the able. bus? So that's the place you to know. be silly. Either like they're being mouthy or, you know... Little like they're being aggressive. And, like and I just want to say, guys, calm down. And Tony's like, no, no, don't, don't talk to me. I remember
7: once I was on the bus, right, and I'm going to act this out, and, it's, and this will mean nothing to you at home. I'm really sorry, right? I'm on the bus, I'm on the phone, okay, on the top deck... I'm on the phone. I guess maybe I'm talking a little bit too loudly, but I'm not being obnoxious. Well. And very slowly, the guy directly in front of me, right, he sat there very slowly, he just turned round really slowly, looked at me, raised his hand, raised (laughs) his middle finger, (laughs) and then put it down and then turned back. To the point where I laughed and I said, I've got to go. The fella in front of me just turned around and flipped me the bird. (laughs) so I ended the phone conversation it worked I like his style but he was very very cool about it 08459 four double five five double five. would you get involved would you be reluctant to call the police and ever chased crooks We'll have that. Jez is in High Good Morning, Jez. Good morning. Ever cha- Oh, thank you very much indeed. Ever chased crooks? <laughs>
3: uh, I haven't chased crooks, no, but I have um, i was in a situation once where the uh, uh, the place I lived was a, was a shop underneath and there were people breaking in the sh- into the shop oh. um, in the early hours of one morning. They smashed the door in. Oh, no. And you could hear them in the shop rummaging around. And uh, I phoned the police while they were there, but of course they'd scarpered by the time, you know... We, we sort of got outside. Yeah. And, um. Were you, not, were
7: you not worried that there might be a little bit of, um, consequence?
3: Yeah. I mean, there's always this, this, uh, this thing about people. You hear stories about people that report crime and then they get x thrown at their windows and things, windows broken and all yeah. the things. There's always that element of fear, isn't there? Yeah. But that's not yeah. what you've
7: called in about, is it, Jez? It isn't. No, no, go well, on. no
3: not, not specifically. But that is a, that is another hot topic. Yeah, hot, hot topic.
7: Yes. Um. <laughs> can we get Can we get Jez in to do our jingles?
5: Definitely. He's great, <laughs>
7: isn't he? Hot topic. Hot topic. Give, hang on, let me get. A bit, I don't know if the echo works on the phone line. Just just try it now, Jez. Hot, hot topic. No, it doesn't work on there. Hot topic. topic hot topic.
3: Topic. Topic. topic, topic yeah. Topic. Um. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm, I'm ringing about people parking on the pavements. It, it is a real problem for myself and my son because they're both partially sighted. Yeah, um, and and I mean we live on the main road, so obviously people aren't allowed to park on a, on, the, on the pavement for very long at all. So it's not too much of a big deal. And it's more the side streets when we walk down to the park or into town or whatever from here. Yeah, it's dreadful. It is absolutely awful. Um, another thing that winds up I know it's a different subject but people cycling on pavements so I, think, I think to be honest with you there needs to be a blanket ban they need to be fined prosecuted whatever it takes to stop them from doing it well, there, I thought dangerous. there
7: was I thought there was a blanket ban we've mentioned this before I thought there was well, a blanket ban why do people, on people r- do it? why do people still do it? I would never yeah. ride on the, on the pavement and i tell you why uh, because when I was 15, I was riding my uh, my bike on the pavement, my grifter on the pavement, and a copper copper said, "Oi! You are big enough to ride on the road." Never done it since because I have been terrified. Well, that's
3: the thing. You, you, uh, uh, your generation, similar to mine, it, is you know you had the fear of the law and you and you you it. If you saw a policeman, you were sort of scared. Whereas now people aren't really. are they, kids.
7: Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't just know. That, you know, <laughs> uh, Jez, listen, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five two birds one stone. Craig's in Stevenage. Morning, Craig. Morning. How Ever, you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Ever chased crooks? I uh, have,
23: unfortunately. What happened? Sense. Um, I caught some young oik smashing bottles outside my house, so I chased them up the road, um, grabbed hold of him, brought him back, and made him clean up the glass. Um, unfortunately, it kind of backfired.
7: Oh, what happened?
23: Uh, I ended up being arrested.
7: Oh, why? why? Why were you arrested? We often hear about these kind of stories. What? Why were you arrested?
23: Because uh, apparently, because um, I put a hand on him, uh, in a class of assault. Uh, well, I had to restrain him and bring him back to the house. Now, I, when I, you
7: I, when you say you had to restrain him, Craig, what did you have him in a headlock or something?
23: Oh no no no! I had a hold on by his shirt, um, right around his sort of his shoulder area. Walked him back to the house. Called the police. They turned up. Handed him over to the police, and they arrested me. <laughs> Did they arrest the fella at all? Uh, no, he didn't get arrested. I ended up going to court, having a massive fine, and getting a criminal record.
7: That's not uh, now, Craig. Be honest. Are you sure you didn't go over the top a bit?
23: Absolutely positive.
7: Because if that's true, you, we often hear about these stories and read about them in the Daily Mail. But to hear it from the, from the uh, horse's mouth, as it were, it's incredible. You must have felt very cheated.
23: Uh, it, well, it actually, it made all the national papers and uh, BBC TV yeah. about a mis- miscarriage of justice, but it uh, didn't go any further than that. How much it, was your uh, fine,
7: and how long have you got the criminal record for? Is that forever?
23: Criminal record will be forever, probably. Um, the fine uh, in total was twelve hundred pounds.
7: Flipping it, Craig. Thank you very much indeed. Well, let, let, let's put it out there. Ever chase any crooks? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the travel news.
9: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. In browsing on the speed sensors, things busy at the Norfield Roundabout. Child's Way looking heavy as you head towards the M1 Junction 14. Also at the Black Cat Roundabout, the A421 slow as you head towards the Roundabout. And in Hitchin, the A505 is queuing as you approach the centre of town around the roadworks. The M25 anti clockwise building up between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40, but quieter than usual there. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you,
7: Alice. it's uh, Friday the 11th of April I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so-called no-snitching culture is a problem in bringing people to justice It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. Roadworks in Hitchin, which have caused lengthy delays for motorists for the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Hertfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience. And in sports, Luton will have to wait until tomorrow for a chance to clinch the conference title after Cambridge won 3-0 at Woking last night and Justin Dealey lost severely. Let's get the weather now. Here's Elizabeth.
5: Beds,
21: hearts and bucks weather.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio
21: hello very good morning to you there's a bit more cloud around today and it will be a touch cooler generally than it was yesterday uh, but uh, having said that a milder start uh, between seven and nine degrees at the moment for uh, for most of us across, across the three counties it's a fairly bright start there is some cloud out there things will stay bright through the morning but um, gradually cloud over I think as we head uh, towards the late morning first part of the afternoon the cloud thickening all the while still some spells of brightness some sunny spells around at times but uh, quite a bit cloudier than yesterday, top temperatures up to 13 or 14 Celsius, might even say 15, 59 in Fahrenheit, certainly in the brightness and in the eventual spells of sunshine then. It'll feel quite pleasant with any light winds again today. The winds will stay light tonight, we could just see a few mist patches around here and there. It will be dry overnight tonight, Uh, temperatures down to 4 or 5 degrees so a bit cooler than it was last night. Tomorrow, bright sunny start, any mist will disperse very quickly, but we will see cloud travelling down from the north so that's going to give us a cloudier end the day on Saturday and through the afternoon as well. We may just see a few spots of rain over the tops of the Chilterns. Sunday will be the better day of the two lots of sunshine around warm, dry and sunny for the most part. Top temperature 16 Celsius, 61 in Fahrenheit. That's the forecast. Thank you Elizabeth.
9: Monday, the fifth of May, is Milton Keynes Marathon Day on BBC Three Counties Radio. As a station, we are going to be
17: going there, fully loaded and prepared to go as a team for success. The Milton Keynes Marathon.
2: I'm Laura Moss. I'm the editor of BBC Three Counties Radio, and
17: I'm Jeff Doyle, and I'm the sports editor at BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Countdown to the Milton Keynes
6: Marathon. Some of us who are extremely fit will be doing more than others. So I think I'm going to end up doing about eight
2: miles, and I'll be sprinting. My mile that I will be doing. And
9: with around four weeks to go, let's see how some of our willing runners are training.
2: So what I've been doing is I walk my daughter to school in the morning. That doesn't count. And then I run home.
7: Which is pathetic. However.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is (laughs) so wrong.
7: Countdown to the Milton Keynes Marathon with BBC Three Counties Radio. Good luck, guys. Good luck. They didn't even bother asking me because they know they would have got a very short shrift. Very short shrift. Now, remember uh, the other week uh, we had a phone call from Dennis in Luton who was talking about... Well, Dennis, why did you call him? Remind us.
15: Because in the fire engines it's going to act with Court five, six times a day for the last four months... And that's the reason why I come on the radio. Well, the,
7: the, the fire brigade said it was only for a few weeks, so there's a discrepancy there. But uh, yeah. they were going four, five, six times a day. The problem was uh, faulty smoke and fire alarms. It was due to be sorted out to, by today, but you claimed it had stopped. on mon- When we spoke to you on Monday, it hadn't happened over the weekend at all. What's it been like this week, Dave?
15: Well, I'm saying by myself, but I'm being told by the people that live in the flats, you know, and around, that the fire engines are still coming there. Oh. But no, on the flat, well, not yesterday, the day before, Wednesday, there was three times. Yep. And there were three fire engines each time. Now, but the thing is, I saw one yesterday. Three
7: fire engines each time, because the fire brigade told us they were only sending one or two fire engines.
15: Yeah, well, it, it, it varies. It can be two, it can be three, it can be four. Yeah. It can even be five. But the thing was, I saw one yesterday going down with a siren going, but they're telling me the fire engines are arriving with the blue lights flashing, but they haven't got the sirens going.
7: Right. Okay. Now... It should. What this, we need to look at this a bit further. It should be sorted out today. We were told it would take four days, starting from Monday. So it should be sorted out today, Catherine. Have I that got my maths reasonable. right.
10: Seems reasonable. It's a big job, mind. Yeah, but they gave well, us the time frame.
7: Dennis, do us a favour. Yes. Now you're you're my reporter today. There's no money in it, but you're my reporter. There's no <laughs> yeah, money okay. in Justin's either. No. Uh, th- this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Have a look. Right. Speak oh. to the local people. Have a look.
15: Well, I get them to ask tell me, yeah. uh, especially the people that live there. That would help.
7: Then give us a call on Monday. Yeah. And if it's still going on, we'll get back in yeah. touch with the fire brigade and we'll get back in touch with the council and we'll, we'll, we'll chase them up and see what's going on. Because they told us it would ha- start Monday, the work would start Monday, it would take four days.
15: OK. Um, this is one little thing regarding th- th- uh, this, Ian. Yes. Oh, uh, not this problem. Um, my mate Justin... Justin Daly. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he tell you lies today? Oh, go on. Well, he, he was, you're right. Yeah. If, if Woking um, lost, then you would have to go to do the PT.
7: PT.
16: <laughs> I love
7: that. I well. wasn't going to go back to 1952 and do it. You well, that, yeah, well,
15: yeah, physical training. Yeah, all right. But, um because they lost he's got to do it yeah exactly exactly he was telling porky pies yeah i'm I'm gonna see when i see him i'm gonna
7: tell him not to tell lies dennis i appreciate your support thank you very rarely that sue supports me like that and i'm glad john did so thank you very much indeed now a credit union set up in aylesbury vale aims to prevent local residents having to resort to borrowing from loan sharks Aylesbury Vale Community Bank is part of Swan Credit Union, which is already operating in Milton Keynes. We can speak now to Conservative Councillor Martin Phillips, who's Buckinghamshire County Council's Cabinet Member for Community Engagement. What a lot of C's. Uh, How has the County Council become involved in this project, Martin?
22: Oh, hi, Um, Ewan. Well, it goes back a bit, actually. Um, Two years or so ago, one of my trading standards officers uh, came to see me to brief me about a prosecution we were proceeding with on a loan shark that was working in the Aylesbury Vale area, and uh, at the time we were uh, discussing ways of actually kind of like finding ways so that people didn't have to get involved with loan sharks, and uh, we we, uh, got in contact with some of the local credit unions to see if we could extend the cover into Buckinghamshire. And how
7: does a credit union work? You can't just go and borrow money, you have to contribute, don't you?
22: The standard way it works is they expect you to be a member contributing for up to three months before they actually offer you a loan.
7: OK. Uh, and uh, what benefits are there for Bucks County Council and for the people who use it?
22: Um, from my point of view, I think really as a county you have a duty to, to protect the vulnerable people within your community. Um, I think, I think you end up in a spiral of debt, don't you? Mm. If you? If you're a person that can't really afford to borrow and then you're paying outrageous rates of interest, you just end up getting further and further into debt. Uh, from my point of view, this can lead to family breakups, domestic violence, lots of other uh, low-level crime.
7: And there's a drop-in service at Aylesbury Library, isn't there? What, what's that all about?
22: Yeah, if you want to have a face-to-face contact, they uh, they can see you at Aylesbury Library at 1 o'clock on a Wednesday. I mean, other ways of accessing them are through um, online, or you can phone them up.
7: Well, listen, Martin, I wish you the best of luck with it. Hopefully it will um, stop people going to slightly dubious characters. Martin Phillips, a Conservative councillor, 08459 five five double five. You can give us a call about that. We're also asking this morning, have you ever chased crooks? It's interesting, isn't it, how these, these, uh, these conversations kind of develop. We're, we're talking initially about snitching, uh, about r- a couple of big stories that we've had on the show this week where people have been reluctant to come forward. The case yesterday of Paul Foster, uh, a year after the murder, people are scared to come forward. People in that community know who killed that fella. They're scared to come forward. And the case we're talking about today, three uh, youngsters are going to be sentenced because someone eventually came forward. There was a reluctance. Well, we started asking, have you been reluctant to call the police? Maybe you uh, were a victim of crime, maybe you saw a crime, maybe you know someone you, two doors down is up to no good, but perhaps you're a little bit reluctant to call the police. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Well, that's kind of expanded and evolved, evolved as conversations do. It's funny, isn't it? When you're down the pub having a chat with your mates, you don't keep asking the same question for three hours, do You, you kind of...
10: Some of my mates do.
7: (laughs) I I stopped (laughs) saying After a while. Yeah. But you kind of, you ask the question and they might ask it back and then you might ask someone and then the conversation evolves. And it's evolved into, ever chased any crooks? Sheila's in St Albans. Morning, Sheila. Good morning. Ever chased any
24: crooks? Yes, I have. What happened? Um, Walking along, minding my own business, in a hurry as you do, your mind is miles away, approached by two young men and one of them said, oh, you couldn't change a 20 for two tenors because of the station. And Uh I asked three... There were three questions, and each one seemed plausible. I don't travel on the train, and they were in that direction. So I did, but as I was doing it, it was everything was saying to me no 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 but you still go ahead I then nipped into a shop after they'd gone which was very close by one of these cash thingy shops and she said oh this is a fake I can tell you before I check it so on the phone no 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 and I walked out the shop and I followed them down to wherever they were going huffing and puffing you know um hoping someone would catch me up in a car with sort of you know two tones on or something yeah unfortunately they didn't and then I got to the point where I realised I'd got to walk all the way back oh To get up to the shops, you know what I mean? Um, but it's one of those things, and I was happy to report it, because, yes, it was a small amount of money as such, but not really. But oh, I 20 quids, 20 quid, 20 quids. But the thing is, I thought, how many other people out there, and I was told that I was just one of many. Yeah. And, and because it's such a small thing, are you going to go home and say you were duped by a couple of lads yeah. for about 20, 30 quid? Of course you're not, are you? Were you um, scared when you were following them? no. You- <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. Um, I was just thinking, "Hey, you too." Because you know they
7: could have. Because Sheila, with the greatest respect, it could have got a bit. You know, if they've, if you got too close, they could have shoved you to the floor, given you a little push. Yeah, anything yes. like that.
24: I know, I know. But that, that, you know, it was my reaction was, you know, yeah. to do that. So unfortunately, now if someone comes up to me and says to me, "Have you got a pound? Can you change a pound for a car park?" I'll probably look at them and think, "No." Isn't, know, that, isn't that sad? That, it, it's sad yeah. that now, from now on, you know, um, and I, you know, and it's one of these, I think it's a crime where I expect there's loads of people it's happened to, yeah. but, but are they going to go to the police and say anything? No, because it's, it's a minor thing in a yeah. sense, and you're just going to laugh it off and say, well, I won't be done again. Yeah. But the reminder is out there, do not change £20 notes for something smaller.
7: Sheila, I appreciate your call. Thank you. I'm finding this fascinating because we we, we had Big G call up who chased some fellas at three o'clock in the morning. He sounded like the kind of fella that would do that. They'd already run off. They'd run off and he went after them and grabbed one and dragged him to a phone box. Then you get someone like Sheila. Now, I would never have put Sheila down as a, 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 a crook chaser. I wouldn't have thought of that at all. But bless her, she followed them, was waiting for the police, they didn't turn up.
10: You get fired up, though, don't you, in the yeah. moment, and maybe you haven't thought out what will happen when you get hold of them, and yeah. maybe that's for the best. Yeah. I seem to remember when I was a kid, someone banging on the door and something had happened, and all the blokes in the close went out looking for someone. I seem to remember that happening. Pitchfork,
7: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> flaming torches. <laughs> but you know
10: what? That uh, bring them here! bring them here! It was kind of in the 1980s, where if someone's burglar alarm yeah. went off, everyone was out in the street.
7: Yeah. And now everyone's out in the street going, will you turn that bloody thing off? <laughs> 08459 oh, five, 4555 double, 5555 double, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Have you ever chased any crooks? When? Well,
9: you shut up? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton at the Kidneywood Roundabout as you go around the roadworks on the M1 Spur Road we've got delays approaching the airport way around London Road uh, on all approaches to the roundabout actually looking heavy at the moment. In Coney Heath on the speed sensors the A414 is heavy to join the A1M and in Watford the A41 slow as you approach the dome roundabout. The M25 anti-clockwise building up between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Alice. Ever chased any crooks? And we don't do poetry on the radio, but I've just been sent my four-year-old son's poetry entry into a back competition.
9: I'm going to read that out of it. It's brilliant.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8 o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines. Police thank witnesses after Bedfordshire teenagers convicted of murder. Manju in court charged with Omar bombing and Luton Man's campaign to stop parking on pavements.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Detectives have thanked the witnesses who helped convict three Bedfordshire teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. The trio will be sentenced this morning. 65-year-old Sharif Demirse was stabbed to death in front of his partner after answering their door in Vineyard Way. Detective Inspector to Tim Redfern says much of the evidence was based on testimony from young people who knew the three killers. For them to
12: be courageous enough to come forward and speak to us, tell us what they knew and then to have the courage to come to court and, and follow that through, you know, I do pay tribute to them for having the, the bravery to do that and for their families for supporting them, doing the right thing.
0: A 43-year-old man is due in court this morning charged with the murders of 29 people in the Oma bombing in 1998. Seamus Daly has already been found liable for the attack in a landmark civil case brought by the victims' families, but no-one has ever been convicted in a criminal case. Michael Gallagher's son Aidan was killed in the Oma blast.
23: I think there is a resilience there within victims that they do want to see justice for their loved ones, and that just doesn't just go for... Ourselves for Roma, I think it goes for all of the almost four thousand people who died
0: in this country over the past forty years. Roadworks in Hitchin, which of course, lengthy delays for motorists for the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Harfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience caused at the junction of Charlton Road and the A602 Parkway. The council says the work is necessary to improve the safety of the junction. Police have closed down a brothel at Wellington Street in Luton. Officers raided the premises early yesterday morning following com. Complaints about antisocial behaviour. Three women were arrested. The troubled cooperative bank has revealed losses for 2013 of £1.3 billion. The bank has been hit by heavy losses on bad loans and mis selling costs. It's confirmed that it won't pay out up to £5 million in deferred bonuses to former executives. A disability scooter user from Bedfordshire is complaining about the number of people who park on pavements. David Bikini from Luton is starting a campaign after problems getting along Toddington Road.
18: Somebody has to make a stand with respect to the amount of traffic there is on the road and the idiots that park on the pavement without consideration for any disabled person, mobility scooters, mothers with thrush chairs and children. And not only do they park
0: on the pavements, the idiots don't even put their wing mirrors in. The author Sue Townsend has died at the age of 68 after a short illness. She was best known for the Adrian Mole series, setting it in her hometown of Leicester. In sport, the champagne remains on ice at Kenilworth Road after Cambridge's 3 0 win at Woking last night it means Luton will have to wait to be crowned Conference champions. But John Still's side will secure promotion back to the Football League with a win at home to Braintree tomorrow lunchtime. The weather dry and sunny with light winds. A maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius, and you can get the Latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Martin big Martin's tour place. of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I like the woodlands at the back. We walk up there all the time, grew up there, playing up there. It's all about where you live. Just come and have a look, and I think you'll be drawn in. And all this week, we're featuring
15: Berkhamsted. I love my town. I adore it. I wouldn't swap it for the world.
5: The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> mess. I love my town. Ah,
7: morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the phones. I'll warn you that now. So if you want to get involved, I suggest you pick up the phone and give me a call. 08 459 455 555. We're talking about, have you ever been reluctant to call the police and kind of going on from that? Have you ever chased crooks? It was one of those ones I threw out there expecting nothing. Oh! We've had some great responses. Ever chased crooks? 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555. Double, what else have we got coming up in this hour? I'm just having a little look. Let me give, let me give you a see. Don't, don't panic, Mr. Mannering. Don't panic. Um, oh, yeah, talking about parking as well. Cars parking on the pavement, getting in the way of mums, people in wheelchairs, blind people. What's your experience with that? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459
9: 455555.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This now BBC Three Counties Radio. Indulge me, indulge me.
7: We don't allow poetry on this show for two reasons. It always, it always um, fills my heart with dread when some old dear phones up and says, well, I've got a poem I'd like to read. Oh.
10: Unless it's, there was a young man <laughs> called Ian.
7: <laughs> was, uh, nothing rhymes with Ian. So you've, you've, uh, there, there was he a young was man...
10: there was a peculiar being.
7: That doesn't work.
10: It does. there,
7: there was a young man called Dick. He had a problem with... Now...
10: No. <laughs> you've already... S-
7: no. Um... Uh, so we don't. Anyway, we
10: don't <coughs> do poems. We
7: don't do poems. We don't do poems. Po- a, because poems on the radio are really, really boring. And B, all poems are rubbish. What about haikus? They're quite good. No, they're not. No? They're not, they're not funny. They're not clever. They don't rhyme. No, they're quite clever. Well, they're, they're not clever because I don't understand the rule. I don't understand them. It's like 575, isn't it? Syllables. Yeah, yeah. Those Japanese really do. <laughs> I, I, I love a lot of their work. The pop music and the horror films in particular. Yeah. But the haiku, no. haiku but we're going to do a poem today,
10: Oh, because oh,
7: okay. this is brilliant. This has made me think. Oh, actually, poems can be quite good. It's by my son. Go on then. He's four years old. It's it's an entry into a competition. It's just, it's just been sent to me. It's to enter a competition to win a bat detector. That is awesome. I've got no idea that such technology existed. Yeah. Catherine's um, suspicious.
10: That means he's got to be up late. Uh, Anything that interferes with bedtime for me. He'd be, uh, no, no.
7: He's four years old. It's called bats can't fly. Oh, already uh, I'm thinking yeah. that floor. Uh, no, 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 no! i was thinking that's a good title because we know bats can fly. What's what's he getting at? Let's read on. When bats fly, they can't see in the dark. Sometimes they're scary. In the Golden Park,
10: <laughs> <laughs> he's four. He's I want to go to the Golden Park.
7: <laughs> but then it starts to get very spiritual. This is when it ge- this is when it starts to get a bit spiritual. Even though they fly, do they make noises? Yes. Do they no? So sort of. even though they fly do they make noises do they make creaking noises do they make squeaking noises Would you reckon um
10: the the initial conceit of bats not flying is kind of disproven by the rest I like what he's doing there he's um he's being revolutionary I think um <sighs> and I like the use He's been brave, of he's been very brave. Yeah, he is, he's been... You know, he's asking more questions <laughs> than answers. We don't need to know all the answers.
7: Well, that's... So, that's um, he's given us something to think about.
10: And I'm thinking about the Golden Park. Oh,
7: okay. <laughs> I think he's... Uh, well done, son, you've done a cracking job. He doesn't listen.
10: Has he drawn a picture to go with it?
7: Uh, there are no, no
10: pictures. It's all points. in the words.
11: Yeah.
7: It's Could all have... in the words. I think he should do the poem In the Shape of a Bat. That
11: would be amazing.
10: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> get, get more points for that. awesome.
7: Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I will pass on your compliments. Ever chased any crooks? John's in Icwell. Morning, John.
27: Morning. John, ever chased any crooks? Yeah, two or three of them. Three of them? Two or three, yeah. Go on, what happened? Down. Well, one that, uh, my wife has just come out of hospital, and she laying upstairs, all the family there. We are decorating the pub, doing the ironing, washing, helping me out. And she calls down the stairs. John, about our boss, 12 at night, they're, um... Being a copper up outside, so of course, oh. me and Keith run out the door.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, you've, yeah go on.
27: There's three of them bashing yeah. the hell out of him with a budlock. Yes. So we even the odds up a little bit, hold on to them, one runs away, we hold on to the other two till the police get out. Yeah. Take the little policeman inside because in a terrible state. Yeah. Never so much as a thank you, oh. never asked to go to court. I remember, anything, yeah. Nothing. I remember? Unbelievable. Told me. Yeah. So anyway, Top that the weeks go. done. Yeah. The next one, he's got a phantom geezer in the pub. got some rings on him, trying to sell them. oh So I got right up with him, and one of them, I looked, I thought, I recognise that one, there's a stone missing at on one side of it, you know? Yeah. Gypsy barrel ring. Anyway, I'll hold him, stick him out of the pub, got right up with him. So I wait, a, the, copper comes in, the first copper comes in the pub. I've got his name if you want it, but I don't want really to get on no, that's a, so, a, so I told him, and yeah. it turns out, some months later I'll find out, He's on the Witness Protection Programme oh, and 20 places were broke
7: into and he was never nicked. John, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate, um, I appreciate that. The Witness Protection Programme, how can it work in this country? It's not big enough. In the States...
10: You can be lost.
7: Well, the States is a continent. It's not a country, really. It's a continent. You can you can go thousands of miles away. What, if, you, if you're in the Witness Protection Programme in Luton, what, you, you, you move up to Newcastle? It's not that far.
10: Where they're going to notice a cock and eye... What? Well, they'll think the are cockneys, don't they? Oh, cockney. Yeah. I wonder what on earth you were saying. Me being, it's me being jaunty.
7: Don't say that again, will you? Why? Because it sounds vulgar. Oh, just see you.
10: Everything sounds vulgar. Say it,
7: out, say it out loud to Ben now with your microphone off. It's that just so what people say. Weird. You can't say... No one says that. Uh, Ken's in Luton. Morning, Ken. Morning, Ian. What have you got for me, boss?
27: My grandson asked me when he was sitting down here one day. Yeah. And he said to me... Grandad, did you go out with any other girls besides Nan? Yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah, of course you did. So yeah. we come out with these little ditties. Yeah. And they all... These little what? Ditties. You got your what out? Ditties. Oh, OK.
7: Not... OK, yeah,
27: yeah, yeah. It all rhymes. Right, yeah.
20: And it's like,
27: I went out with a girl named Claire. She wore a wig because she got no hair. Then I chucked to him for a girl named Nellie. She'd got spots for her around her belly. <laughs> then I went out with a girl named Peg, found out she'd got a wooden leg. Even went out with a girl named Mabel. She had legs like a kitchen table.
7: And then I've, I... I went out with a girl like Jilly. Turns out she had... Anyway...
27: No, 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 no. No? No? <laughs> no, it's the same as when I got to Annie.
7: <laughs> <laughs> did, did, I, in, in many ways, Ken, you've invented rap music. Oh, well, I'll yeah. You're like the Biggie Smalls of, uh, of uh, Luton. We've
27: got to 17 so far. You're A. like Flavor Flav. Lave of slave.
7: <laughs> yeah, you're like Six Pack Shakur Oh, sh- sh- what's that? You're yeah. like um, Vanilla Ice Ice Baby
27: Oh, <laughs> well, that's foreign to me then. Yes, to, to
7: many, many people, Ken, many people <laughs> You'd agree with me, though, that poems in general, including those ones Poems are rubbish, aren't they? Well, And people, yeah. who, people who say they like poetry, they're just saying it because they think it makes them look cool and interesting It yeah. doesn't, it makes you look
27: dull That's right they try to li- make you look inferior. Yeah. In- like, when you go to these places and they're looking at paintings, of abstract galleries. paintings yeah. And they're pretending they know what it's all about. Yeah. When they ain't got a bleeding clue.
7: I ain't got a bleeding clue. Ken, thank you very much indeed. Oh, look, someone's phoned in to critique my son's poem. Yes, Lynn, what would you like to say about my son's um, excellent poem? Bats Can't um, Fly.
28: Hello, Ian. I just want. to... So I thought your little lad's poem was absolutely charming.
7: Wasn't it good? Wasn't it good? I
28: can't believe he's only
7: four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, uh, how did it make you feel, Lynn? Because I'll take this this back to him. How did it make you feel?
28: It made me feel quite choked, really.
7: Oh. I thought it was really clever, the way... I can't
28: believe he's only four. Yeah, yeah, he's, he is.
7: He's only four. I'm he's not lying. Like and he wrote that himself. I mean, my, my wife wrote down the words, but he told her
28: the words. I think that's lovely. Absolutely charming. Yeah. But it was a lovely start there, and you can tell him I think he's a very clever boy.
7: I will, Lynn, I'm gonna, I will tell him later on today, if I can find him, and I will let him know, Lynn. Thank you very much. It's, Ever chased any crooks, Lynn?
28: No, one of my neighbours did. Somebody tried to nick my metro years
7: ago. Uh, and your neighbour chased them? Yeah, and he was about 60 at the
28: time. Flipping heck. Did he catch him in the end? Yeah, I think he caught them if they got away from him. Yeah. But to be honest, I wish they'd taken the Metro because they got more money back on the insurance. Yeah, but
7: you would have done. Metros, I miss Metros. I used to like Metros. They were good only cars. I only got one because of Lady Diana. Oh, yeah, shit. That's why my mum got one. You've just reminded me. My mum had a brown Metro because Lady Diana had a Metro. So my mum went up from a Mini to a Metro because of uh, Lady Di. Yeah, I got a same a blue colour, isn't the that, same as she isn't had. Isn't that funny? Lynn, thank anyway, you I think you should be very proud of your lit, I, re- I am very much. Thank you very much, Lynn. I forgot about that. My mum got a Metro because Lady Di had one. We had a yellow one. And I love the fact that people still call her Lady Di. <laughs> <laughs> so many years after she became A, Princess Diana, and B, passed, she's still Lady, Lady Di. Di to In us.
10: France, they call her Lady Di.
7: Do they? Well, yeah. I don't know what the French call
10: over-familiar. her. over-familiar. It's not, not theirs to shorten, is it?
7: Well, I, th- I don't think the French have got any right even talking about her after <laughs> what they did to her. Don't cry, Ben. <laughs> Sorry. It's still emotional to him. It's it still is. emotional. Seriously, I don't think the French have got any right to even discuss her.
10: Is a, is a metro a car?
7: Sorry?
11: I didn't know what it was. Oh. I thought it was a paper when she was talking about it. A mini metro? What?
10: You is think that someone would have given chase if someone well, had taken I the free newspaper that you find discarded <laughs> on tubes? That, that's, what,
11: that's what confused <laughs> me at
7: first. <laughs> <laughs> well, Catherine, you made me laugh there with your bullying of Ben. <laughs> I'd like to see more of that before nine o'clock, please.
10: Not bullying. Just corrected. questioning.
7: Questioning. Oh, 0845, yes, it was a car, a car popularised by uh, Lady Di. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. This is great. Okay, I know where we're going with the last 45 minutes of the show. Um, uh, so, still talking about, have you ever chased any crooks? And what have you bought because a celebrity had one? Yeah? Yeah? You know, this is a good one. The last 45 minutes, Sheila bought a, me- a Metro, as did my mum... <laughs> As did, I'm sure, many many middle-aged women in the uh, in the well, I guess the 80s bought metros because of Lady Di. What did you buy because of a celebrity?
10: I will admit to having bought a blue wrap dress because of the Kate Middleton engagement <sighs> dress, but I was eight months pregnant at the time, so we looked a little bit different.
7: There we go. You see, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What did you buy because of a celebrity? <laughs>
9: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC
14: Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Bletchley, Standing Way is busy as you head towards Milton Keynes around the Grafton Street. And in Dunstable, the A5 Heavy in both directions approaching the A505. In St Albans, Hollywell Hill is slow towards the centre of town. And in Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road busy as you approach the Old Town towards the M40 public transport has no reported problems I'm Alice Gossett BBC Three Counties Radio
7: Alice, thank you very much indeed Oh, I think my voice was breaking there 8.16, it's Friday the 11th of April I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so-called no-snitching culture is a problem in bringing people to justice. It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. A 43-year-old man is due in court this morning, charged with the murders of 29 people in the Omar bombing in 1998. And in sport, Luton will have to wait until tomorrow for a chance to clinch the conference title after Cambridge won 3-0 at Woking last night. Coming up, your calls... What did you buy because of a celebrity? 08 455 555. BBC Three Counties
5: Radio.
9: Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I
23: spent the whole year trying to get into classes music. It took the four seasons.
9: Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on, he claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. If
28: insulin keeps my son alive,
5: okay? If he doesn't inject, he'll die.
9: Roberto Peroni.
28: And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself.
9: Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio.
28: Morning!
7: (laughs) That could apply to both of the people. We were just talking about Jonathan Vernon Smith is in the house. We've both got a little bit of that Friday feeling. Although I'm assuming you're working this weekend, are you? I am, yeah. We're both working, but there's just something. The weather's been great recently. Yes,
13: it wasn't. it nice. It's wonderful. Beautiful. It's making me feel a little bit naughty. I thought you, uh, you're normally a a gloom monger, you like a bit of rainy, miserable weather. Well, do you know what? Since I discovered, um, God, I really have... (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, No, there is, there's just something, the weather kind of just... I'll get bored of it. Oh, well, I was going to say, that the the good weather generally for most of us has that effect. Yeah. It's only ever been you that said, oh no, I like it when it's raining, miserable. (laughs) I'm not the fella in
9: that um, big tour tra- trail. I love my town. I love this place.
7: <laughs> next time I'm off, which is next week, can we get mm. him in to fill in for me? Really? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Like him to do the show? I would like him to do a lot more on uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. I love this show. Are you um, the Milton Keynes Marathon coming up in May?
13: Yeah. Are you uh, doing it? No. Ah. Okay. Are you? No. <laughs>
7: so many times you must have got this being in radio. So yeah. hey, you should uh, run the uh, Milton Keynes marathon. You should run the London marathon. No, I've never had that. No. Have you not had it? No. People know me too well. I, I suppose. Don't try so. Silly
13: suggestions like that, are they? People aren't
7: think I'm a little bit wacky, and so I'd like to do. It. I said, no, I'll write you a check. What do you want? Twenty quid? I'll give you that. I'm not, right. I'm not running a marathon. Some of the people from here are running bits of a marathon. That's okay. It's up to bits, them. Bits. Come on. Come on, Laura. Or as my bo- my boy calls her the lady boss. Come on, lady boss. She's running a mile.
13: I mean, really. get her to run the whole thing. Don't start having this conversation on air you you'll end up being challenged. Thing. Have you signed your new contract yet? no that'll be that'll be a clause. <laughs> You could only stay on if you if you run the Milton Keynes marathon. Oh dear, I look forward to signing on. Now, what's coming up on your show this morning? What have you got today? Uh, coming up on the big phone in this morning, should it be harder to accuse people in the public eye of sexual offences? Oh, OK, yes. Former Deputy Speaker of the House of Commons, Nigel Evans, has been cleared of a string of sex abuse charges, including one of rape. The rape claim was one of several allegations made by seven men during a five-week trial at Preston Crown Court. The former Conservative, MP, was said to have used his political influence to take advantage of his alleged victims. But the defence pointed out inconsistencies in various witness accounts. While following the acquittal, fellow MPs issued messages of support for Mr Evans with some questioning why he was ever charged in the first place. Well, this morning, I want your views. Should it be harder to accuse people in the public eye of sexual offences? I mean, the reality is, if you're in the public eye, some people are going to hate you. Yep. Some people are going to hate you with a passion that you can't even imagine unless you're in the public eye. Mm. And some people who hate people in the public eye are prepared to do all kinds of dreadful things. So is it fair that we just allow people to make these kinds of accusations when we have seen several times now those victims be be cleared? Mm. And I do call them victims. <clears throat> yep. You know... William Roach, for example. Bill Roach had his name dragged all through, cleared of everything. He's a victim now, isn't
7: he? What people say, and I've heard them say it on this show and other shows... Oh, there's no smoke without fire. Well, yeah, sometimes there is. The people, about these people that have been cleared, the, the Will Roach, the the, the, the um, uh, Michael Lavelle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's no smoke. So people, e- even though they are innocent and mm-hmm. they've been found innocent of everything, people are still going, well, you know, they're, they're still suspicious, which is incredible. And is obviously very damaging to these poor people who've been humiliated, shamed. For no purpose whatsoever.
13: But that's, that's the thing, isn't it? If you're in the public eye, very often your reputation is, is everything. Mm. Without your reputation, you're nothing. Yep. And there are, frankly, um, some sick and twisted people out there who, when they see somebody in the public eye that they dislike, they think, right, how can I get at him yep. or her? I know, I'll, I'll make up loads of things, I'll make up loads of allegations, and I'll destroy their reputation. Yep. So if that is the case... Should it be harder to accuse people in the public eye of sexual offences? From 9 this morning, I'd like your views. 08459 455 555. When I worked at um, LBC, another radio station,
7: I upset a caller, I cut them off, and they got really upset. And uh, so he reported me as a paedophile. Oh. Reported me. As you do. But he made... Exactly. But he made the mistake of sending me an email saying, I hate you, I'm going to report you as a paedophile. So as soon as I got that... I went straight to the police with his email, with his IP address. I said, right, I've got this. Uh, if, you, I'm just, if you want to come and check my computer, if you want to come, do anything now before this guy gets in. Uh, and they did. And they, they, they said, well, you we don't need to check your computer. We appreciate you coming. And they found the fella because of his email. Uh, and uh, they arrested him. And uh, I don't think they charged him. But that was because I cut him off early mm-hmm. on a phone call. I mean, he mm-hmm. was nuts. Uh, so there are people out there who take what we do and what bigger you know what celebrities do very very personally and if they don't like you it's very easy to kind of make your life uncomfortable for a while well
13: and particularly if you're looking i mean here is a man who who is a, an mp i mean loads of people they not only hate MPs they they despise them yep. they absolutely despise them probably because of some decision they've made or something they've said that somebody disagreed with it's very easy, isn't it? And we have seen with Nigel Evans' case, you know, he talked about 11 months he's been through, yep, 11 months of hell while he's been trying to clear his name. All of his friends during those 11 months, it's very interesting. I, I saw a tweet from uh, Edwina Curry the other day, clearly a friend of Nigel Evans, and she was saying, um, you know, I'm going out with Nigel Evans, proud to have him as my friend, and I'm looking forward to the to the verdict. All of his friends who have been uh, rallying round him. They've said this is all a load of nonsense. Mm. This is all complete nonsense. This is a gentleman who would never do anything like this. Mm. And yet he's, he's kind of had everything ruined, doesn't he? I mean, how's he going to go back now and become the deputy speaker? Mm. Someone else is doing that job. So, you know, he's kind of lost that position. He said that nothing will ever be the same again after this. Is it time to stop it? Should it be harder to accuse people in the public eye of sexual offences? I'd very much like your view. It's a good one. On the big phone in from nine. Call
5: 08459 455 555.
13: BBC
9: Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much. It should be an interesting one. Well, motorists, you will be pleased to know that the month-long uh, roadworks uh, through Hitchin are due to finish tomorrow. Sing hosannas. Harts County Council has apologised for the inconvenience caused at the junction of Charlton Road and the A602 Parkway. If you want to give us a call and tell us how bad it's
4: being, you can do. Our reporter, Tony Fisher, was one of those people who had to put up with the pain. OK, lovely morning, just after 9 o'clock, setting off for my journey to work in Luton. And this morning I'll go via Hitchin, where the roadworks have been going on there, at the junction of Charlton Road and the A602 Parkway. Um, This is the fourth week, due to finish soon. Um, I just want to see uh, how long this journey is going to take and how badly the roadworks are going to affect me. Normally the journey lasts about uh, an hour. But let's see uh, how badly the roadworks will affect this journey. So I'm driving into Hitchin on the A602 okay I'm now going down the parkway, the 602 parkway and sure enough there is a queue of cars as we sit and wait for the traffic lights. Already one person has decided to do a U-turn they're not happy they're not happy to sit and wait off he goes up onto the grass verge and so we sit. Still, it's a lovely day. This is the fourth, in theory, final week of these roadworks, uh, which involves putting a, an island in the middle of the road uh, and preventing people from turning right down into Willow Lane or Charlton Road. So they're preventing a right turn down into Willow Lane, um, but the left turn coming in the opposite direction, the direction I'm going in, will still be fine and you'll still be able to turn right out of Willow Lane or Charlton Road onto the 602 Parkway. Uh, but I presume you will just uh, be able to sit in the middle of the island and then turn right if uh, there's too much traffic. And that's the turning that some residents, local residents say is the dangerous one. It's not the right turn into willow lane that's dangerous yet that is the right turn that they will be preventing motorists from doing in future so i've uh, carried on down the road i've done about oh i'd say a good 50 yards uh, perhaps a bit more let's just let's be generous let's say 70 yards and uh, obviously the traffic lights went green for a bit and now they're red so, wind the window down, but anyway we seem to be off again, and let's see how far we get this time, we can see the traffic lights sign, and there we are, we're on green, excellent. Single-file traffic, obviously, two-way traffic signals. Some workmen standing on the left-hand side of the road, pointing, not really doing anything. I don't know what they're doing, pointing at some trees. Cones, so you coned off. You can't go down Charleston Road. Um, I can see they've built an island in the middle. So they've done that. There's a workman sitting on a wheel of one of his lorries. There's lots of trucks and stuff, but nothing seems to be going on. Road is closed, there are no entry signs for the right turn, as I explained earlier, have been put up. And I've gone past the junction now, and I'm now heading up we'll to the, the roundabout,
16: and there is a queue of
4: traffic going the other way, we heard earlier on the traffic news.
7: Well, that was odd, wasn't it?
10: For more Ride Along a Tony, join us next week where he'll be going through (laughs) Clophill.
7: Thank you, Tony Fisher. Excellent stuff as always. Coming up in the last half hour of the show, uh, lots to talk about, but the, the key things, I think. Uh, are you uh, disturbed by people parking on the pavement? We uh, heard about Dad Pops. It's one uh, disabled campaigner who wants to get cars off the pavements back onto the roads. 08459 four double five five double five. Have you ever chased any crooks? And also on the back of Sheila, reminding me well, hey, she, she told me for the first time that she bought a Mini Metro because of Princess Diana reminding me that my mum bought a metro because of uh, uh, Lady Di. Have you ever bought anything A because of Lady Di specifically, but B just because a celebrity had one or endorsed it? 08459 four double five
9: five double five. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. Heading towards Milton Keynes at the Watling Street roundabout, Stoke Road looking busy. Also at the Clophill roundabout, the A507 is heavy as you approach, just around Warren Wood. In Stevenage, the A602, slow going as you join the A1M. And in Luton, we've got delays around the Kidneywood roundabouts, very slow through the roadworks on the M1 Spur Road. We've also got delays approaching the roundabout on London Road and Airport Way. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Alice. It's 8.30. Let's get the news and sport now with Simon Oxley.
9: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
14: This
5: is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so-called no-snitching culture is a problem in bringing people to justice. It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. They'll be sentenced this morning. A 43-year-old man is due in court this morning, charged with the murders of 29 people in the Omer bombing in 1998. And roadworks in Hitchin, which of course, lengthy delays for motorists for the past month, are due to finish tomorrow. Harfordshire County Council has apologised for the inconvenience. (laughs) Three Counties Sports.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The champagne remains on ice at Kenilworth Road after Cambridge's 3-0 win at Woking last night means Luton will have to wait to be crowned conference champions. But John Still's side will secure promotion back to the Football League with a win at home to Braintree tomorrow lunchtime. They will, though, check on the fitness of leading scorer Andre Gray, who limped off on Tuesday.
19: Not as bad as we thought. Uh, Whether or not Saturday, I'm not sure, but not as bad as we thought. So um, I think that's not going to be too terrible. But Mark Cullen was fantastic. And you know, we're very lucky, and I say that you know, to to have that you know, with, with Mark the same as when we were very lucky to have Andre when Mark was scoring goals and hurt his ankle.
0: Also, tomorrow, Watford and Milton Keynes Dons aim to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Watford are at Millwall, Carl Robinson's Dons host Crawley.
23: If we lose any of our games now with the six point gap, I think it almost becomes an impossibility, right. but until it's mathematically impossible don't don't expect me to
7: stop if they don't want to try try hard between now and then they won't be here next year
20: so this this is a chance for them to prove to me that they deserve to be here next year while still competing for this year
0: Stevenage and Wickham continue relegation battles, Stevenage return to Colchester Wickham are away to Newport and Chelsea join Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich in this morning's Champions League semi-final draw American Bill Harsh shot a four under par opening round of 68 to lead golf's US Masters by a shot from reigning champion Adam Scott Wobens Ian Poulter carded a four over par 76, Buckinghamshire's Luke Donald a 79, favourite Rory McIlroy is three shots off the lead It was a difficult day especially for Thursday, and especially how the course had played the last few days, it was sort
8: of you know soft, and the greens hadn't got that fast yet. But um, you know the greens are drying out very quickly, and 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 they're getting faster. Uh, and especially with these pin positions today, I, I think anything under par is a is a pretty good score.
0: BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. <laughs>
5: Call
0: 08459 455 555. BBC, Three Counties Radio. Lots to squeeze in
7: between now and nine o'clock. You you can give us a call uh, about vehicles parked on the pavement. i have got loads of texts on that. If you're a a mum or a dad that's pushed a buggy or someone in a wheelchair, uh, then you'll know it can be a pain. Uh, We're also asking, have you ever chased a crook? And what have you bought because of a celebrity? But before we do those, uh, Catherine, I'm in trouble, am I? Yes. What did I do wrong?
10: Uh, you're calling one woman by another woman's name. Oh no, my no. God,
7: we've all been caught out by that, haven't we, fellas? <laughs> hey, hey. Don't do it. Why? What happened? You know Lynn? No.
10: Lynn in Hemel? Uh, okay. You do know her? Do I? She rings up all the time. Oh, Lynn. Lynn, Lynn. Lynn, Lynn. Lynn, Lynn in Hemel, Lynn. Yes. She's the one with the Metro. No, it was Sheila. No, no, it wasn't no, Sheila.
7: No, Sheila had the Metro. Sheila
10: had the forged banknote.
7: And then she went on to the Metro.
10: No, she never. No. Who's Lynn? Lynn's the one with the Metro. Never spoken to her. She doesn't like Sheila's name.
7: Well that's rude. Uh, well. I like Sheila. There's something there's something
10: The Sheila's I've met have always been really, really lovely women. Yeah.
7: So Sheila had the Not Metro. So sure about Lynn's. No. What was what was Lynn's problem?
10: No, Lynn liked no. Bat, Lynn
7: liked the, the poem. She liked the bat poem. OK. And she had the Metro, because
10: okay, of Lady Die. Yeah. OK.
7: Is it, is it Lynn and Hazelmer who's here? No. No. Or the Lynn. Don't Lynn, dig them up. Lynn, did you have a Metro? Um,
28: Funnily enough, I did, but that wasn't why I was ringing in. <laughs> is it
7: because... I'm confused now. Um, did you have it because of Lady Di?
28: No, I did. I learnt to drive in a Metro, and I bought one. I
7: like Metros. They're good cars.
28: They used to be all right. I don't know if you heard, Catherine Boyle
7: says that she doesn't like the name Lynn, or anyone <laughs> called Lynn. <laughs>
28: <laughs> Very common. <laughs>
7: Isn't she just? Isn't she just?
28: Um, I wanted to know, you yes. were playing some wonderful Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. I really love it. Yes. And I was thinking, oh my God, my my radio station's changed.
7: Yeah, yeah. We're playing hip.
28: Led Zeppelin this morning. It was brilliant. Thank
7: yep. you. You're, you're very welcome. Do you, do you want us to play some more? Oh, yes, please. Right, you need to say, what you need to do then is you need to say something very, very dramatic, uh, and then what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll play the Led Zepp, okay? It kind of got-
10: kicks in automatically, doesn't it, with drama?
7: Yeah, yeah, but you, you've got to say something quite dramatic for it to work.
28: <gasps> Drop the hairdryer in the bath.
7: No, no, you've set off the Beatles alarm. That's not, oh, no. dr- that's not dramatic, that's kind of like the end of EastEnders. So, so try oh. again, something dramatic.
28: Somebody's dropped the dog out the window. Hey, it
7: really... All right, th- 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 try again.
28: Oh, heaven, somebody's just dropped dead listening to Led Zepp. <laughs> no... <laughs> Son,
7: all regal now. I don't know what I don't know what you're doing,
28: Lynn <laughs> <laughs> What
7: you need is something. No, you need something like this. Hang on, I've got to wait for this to there's No way to stop this. We've got eight seconds more of this. So I was driving my car and I felt like making love. Well <laughs> <laughs> That's how that one works.
10: Don't do no, that because that man in the micro got done for
7: yeah, it. Yeah, you got me. you got done for it. Uh, yeah. Lynn, thank you for. Hey, Lynn, here's something. I've never heard Stairway to Heaven. For <gasps> shame. I've never. heard... I've heard the bit, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. That's the only bit I've heard. And whenever I hear that, I switch off. No. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it.
28: Yeah. Okay. It was probably was the most played, but. I didn't know it rocked out. I always thought it was. I love that. I
7: thought it was a ballad until about two years ago when I heard another little snatch where it, it rocks out. It
28: does really rock out. It's wonderful. Lynn, thank I've you. I've been to many Led Zepp concerts.
7: Did you go and see them when they reformed a couple of years ago at the O2?
28: No, I didn't. Um, my friend did, and she she said it was quite disappointing. And I don't oh. think you should ever do that. You know, oh. when old bands
7: get back together. I, I, I do know when old bands get back together. I'm, I'm a big fan of old bands.
28: Well, I'm a big fan of old bands, but my friend said it was quite. Um, it didn't have the same kind of vibe because there was loads of um, really rich people watching leg yeah. up, and originally there wasn't. There was just loads of people.
7: Yeah. Lynn, thank you very much indeed. I like that, Lynn. I like I like, but you don't like the other Lynn. No, I, can't I like all Lynns. My mum's a Lynn. She's a Linda.
10: Do you know what Linda means in Spanish? Um, Pretty. No. Lisa means smooth.
4: <laughs> <laughs> fact. You can
10: take that one to the bank. Do what with it? Bank it in the fact bank.
7: okey Yeah. OK. Uh, it's, okay.
10: Scott's in Dunstable. Morning,
7: Scott. Good morning. Ever chased any crooks? I have indeed. Oh, go on. What
23: happened? Um, it was... About 12 years ago, when I was working at a supermarket in St Albans, yes. um, it was around Christmas time. And at the front of the store, they put a, uh, put a load of DVD players up yeah, uh, for sale. And uh, these two blokes walked in um, and picked up two of the DVD players a piece um, and then walked out, of the, walked out of the door. So I saw all of this, and then I, I started running after them. Um, And then the two of them got into the back of a blue Ford Fiesta. Oh, yeah. um, As it drove off. And um, for whatever reason, I started running after it. um, No way of being able to catch it, but I picked up a stone and I threw it, and I managed to smash the back window. (laughs) Oh, look at you! Uh, Which then I suddenly got scared that they were going to stop, because there were four of them in the car, so I was a little bit worried.
7: But they drove off. But you actually managed to, you managed to smash the rear windscreen. Yeah, very much like a 1970s American cop film. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's quite impressive. I don't think I could do that. But it was a really
23: old fiesta.
7: Right, OK. It was
23: a proper banger. Yeah. I know, yes.
7: And then I guess, yes, once the adrenaline had kind of subsided slightly, reality and fear kicked
15: in.
23: It was as soon as the stone left my hand, the fear kicked in that... Oh, crap, they're going
7: to stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now. Scott, I appreciate your story. Thank you very much. And it is that thing... Have you ever chased a criminal? 08459 four double five five double five. It's one of those things I threw out there, thinking, oh, we won't get any calls on this, but it's a sentence that makes me laugh. Turns out loads of you have done it. Loads of you have had a go at crooks and chased them down the streets. If you've done that, 08459 five nine four I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping... Before nine o'clock, we get some calls from people who have bought something because of a celebrity. I must have done it. I'm a sucker for that kind of uh, that kind of endorsement. I'm trying to think. It'll come to me at some point. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat this morning. Dave St Clements emailed in. Ian, I once chased a crook. I worked at a bookies. This fella kept coming in playing the roulette machines. He was feeding in hundreds of pounds. This was back in the day when the technology was quite new and the cash didn't always register when you put it in. So we often had to open up the machines to fish the cash out of the machine so it can be registered. Anyway, after playing for a couple of days, he said a £20 uh, note had got stuck. So as I opened the machine, he reached around me and grabbed a handful of notes while saying, that'll be mine in a really uh, cocky way. And he ran through the fire exit. I tried to grab him as he went through the door, but missed. Then my colleague suggested I chase after him. Yeah, nice one, brave colleague. Well done. This didn't please me, as I was a chubber back then. (laughs) I'd missed that bit. So off I went, chasing after him. He turned round several times and looked mightily annoyed I was following him. How long did this chase go on for, Dave? After about half a mile, he threw a load of notes on the floor, so I picked him up and he got away. Turned out he only ended up with about £40. I was both both pleased and annoyed, given my out-of-breathness. On a side note, I remembered he'd gone to a a dry cleaners the day before and told the police. The police did nothing. I don't think you can arrest someone for going to a dry cleaners, Dave. 08459 555. Andrew's in Hatfield. Morning, Andrew. Morning. Andrew, what have you got for me? Well,
6: I've been taxi driving in, well, in Hatfield for many years, but for three years, in 2002, I lived in Devon. And I worked for the local authority dealing with customer complaints, and I was out early one morning, very early, in Ashburton, in Devon, and a woman came running out to me who lived in a flat above a shop saying she had a burglar in the flat.
7: Oh, in the
9: flat?
6: Yeah, there was nice. like a stairway going up the side to the uh, yeah. To, um, so, um, I, I came round round to her place, and the guy was at the top of the stairs, and I stood at the bottom of the stairs while she phoned the police and uh, apprehended him.
7: Well, you you say you apprehended him. What did you do?
6: I stopped him from leaving the premises. The only way out of the premises was down the stairs. He was a young lad, probably in his early twenties.
7: Right. And are you? What are and, you? What are you like? Are you a big fella?
6: Um, well, I'm 65 now, but at the time, then, I was, what, 55? Okay, yeah. Um, I, w- I wasn't, fr- if you asked me if I was frightened of him, no. I was looking at his hands, because his hands were in his pockets, and I thought, knife, whatever, you know, maybe.
7: Well, this is the thing, Andrew, you just, you just don't know. If someone's desperate, they can yeah. do anything, and he could have kicked you in the ghoulies. Did I just say ghoulies? Yes, I did. I haven't said that for 25 years. He could have kicked you in the, in the gentleman's, he could have stabbed you, he could have done anything. Did that, did you not panic slightly?
6: No, no, no. No, you can't let these people get away with it. You've got to to tackle it
7: head on. Andrew, good for you, mate. Thank you for that. It's funny. I didn't think we'd get any calls on this, and it turns out we've got loads of uh, have-a-go heroes. Ever chased a crook? Um, Ben's in Wickham. Morning, Ben.
27: Good morning, sir. Ever chased (laughs) a crook? Yes, 15 years of age, just started working in a department store apprenticeship. <clears throat> Saw a guy nick a tie off of the rack in the men's wear department yep. and make for the, one of these ginormous wood and brass revolving doors. <clears throat> I chased him. He got to the door. He went through. He waited for me to come through. When I was in it, he put all his strength behind it, whizzed it round. He legged it up the street. I went round twice and finished up on the pavement with a tear in my new suit that my parents had just (laughs) bought for me. (laughs) Hang on a second. You were stuck in a revolving door spinning around. It went round because those days, they were ginormous heavy wooden things. (laughs) I know the ones you you mean, yeah. Very well balanced. (laughs) And he'd legged it, and I'd gone round twice, stood out on the pavement, and I'd, I'd put a rip in the, uh, the trousers <laughs> of my new suit that Dad had saved and saved for for my first Oh,
3: job. no, Ben. So I never chased a shoplifter again. I left it to the right people.
7: And uh, what did your dad say when you went home and he saw the rip in the suit? What, what did he say? Well, it's not something I can really say oh, on yes. air. Ben, thank yeah. you very much indeed. Well, it, dare I throw this out the last 15 minutes to go, yes. Ever been caught in something that revolves? <laughs> He's he's virtually made a Laurel and Hardy film there. He was he chased a crook through a revolving door. He got stuck in it. It spun him around and around and spat him out. <laughs> The last 15 minutes, ever been stuck in in or on something that revolves? There we go.
10: When you're going towards a revolving door, though, that is the image that you see of yourself, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) That that's going to happen.
7: I love revolving doors.
10: What are they for, though, just to slow you down? It doesn't
7: serve any... And that thing, some of them have sensors, don't they? So if you go too fast or too far, they stop. And you always get in with, with the big ones at airports with some muppet. With a
4: trolley.
28: With
7: there's the, there's some muppet in front who just keeps stopping it. And you think, oh, for goodness sakes. Right, this is it. The last 15 minutes. Ever chased a crook? Ever bought something because of a celebrity? And have you ever been stuck in or on something that was revolving? 08459 455 555.
9: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update in from Julian. Between the Colmworth Turnoff and the Black Cat Roundabout, the A1 has one lane closed, heading towards the Black Cat Roundabout after an accident. Got queues on the approach showing up on the speed sensors. Also in Luton, still very busy at the Kidneywood Roundabout. Both London Road and Airport Way are queuing as you head towards the motorway. Then the M1 itself, northbound at Junction 11 for Dunstable, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road because a vehicle's broken down. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much indeed. Right, it's 8.46. It's Friday, the 11th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Detectives in Bedfordshire admit that the so called no snitching culture is a problem in bringing people to justice. It follows the conviction yesterday of three teenagers who murdered a grandfather at his home in Kempston. A 43-year-old man is due in court this morning charged with the murders of 29 people in the Omar bombings in 1998. And in sport, Luton will have to wait until tomorrow for a chance to clinch the conference title after Cambridge won 3-0 at Woking last night. 08459 four double five five double five. ever chased crooks, ever bought something because of a celebrity, and ever been stuck in or on something revolving. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth.
21: Hello, very good morning to you. We've got temperatures um, 8, 9 degrees at the moment. They'll rise steadily through the day. It's going to be another mostly dry day with perhaps one or two showers developing into the afternoon. There'll be few and far between. You'll be unlucky to catch one, basically. There's a bit more cloud around than there was at this time yesterday. Uh, there will still be some good spells of brightness, some sunny spells developing here and there, perhaps not quite as uh, abundant as it was yesterday, but still, all in all, it's a pretty decent day. Top temperatures today, up to 14 or 15 Celsius is 59 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, the skies will clear. Some mist patches, a cooler night than last night. Temperatures in the rural spots down to 4 or 5 degrees. Some mist patches into tomorrow will disperse very quickly. A nice sunny morning, but it will turn cloudier into the afternoon. Perhaps a few spits and spots of rain over the children's. Nothing more than that. And then Sunday is a better day. Lots of sunshine around, feeling very pleasantly warm in the sunshine. Highs of 16 degrees. That's the forecast.
5: Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit
7: of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice.
4: We're here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick
5: Coffer. Today, I'm
3: just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue
4: centre in the paediatrics ward of the LD hospital.
5: I'm in Stoke. St. Albans. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: I'm enjoying it today.
7: But I'm also aware that sometimes our banter can be misinterpreted as rudeness. And I'm at uh, Lynn and Hemel, We love you. I know you... you uh, we love you, OK? So uh, apologies if any offence was caused. Uh, please, please stay in our gang. We love you. 08459 four double five five double five. Ever uh, chased crooks? What have you bought because of a celebrity and have you ever been caught in or on something revolving? We just had a fantastic call from a gentleman. He was chasing crooks at the age of 15. Uh, he got stuck in a revolving door. It span around and around and around and spat him out. That uh, revolving door did not want him in there. Uh, we got some texts. Techs- oh, we go. Uh, Debbie says, uh, "Ian, coming out of a church wedding in Dunstable, I noticed guys breaking, uh, two guys breaking into our van and running off with the wedding present and camera. I ran up. That's low, isn't it? Running off with presents and things. I ran after them, shouting and screaming, tearing my dress in the process. They dropped everything, but I didn't catch up with them." After I thought, uh, my God, they could have stopped and attacked me. It's just an instant reaction. Well, you're lucky you got the stuff back, and I think you're lucky you didn't catch them as well. Uh, Mark in Bedford says, poetry is rubbish, not so. You ain't nothing but a hedgehog, snuffling all the time. I'm not doing it. And it's John Cooper Clark, and I like John Cooper Clark, but... Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, Uh, and don't forget, there'll be a podcast up later on today. It may even be up now actually. Kelly may have put it up yesterday. Uh, Every week we do. Is it up now? I I think it's up now. Yeah, she put it up yesterday. We do a a weekly best of podcast, which is (laughs) the best bits of the show um what, what's this ben ben's typing a message when it's he...
11: going up in exactly nine eight minutes 55
7: seconds wow well, eight
11: minutes 50 don't two.
7: no, no. Okay. you are precise we appreciate okay. that she scheduled it for nine on the... Monday. Oh, she scheduled it? Yeah. Oh, I see she did a schedule. Well, you, yeah. can, you can get it at nine o'clock, basically. You yeah. can get it by going to the BBC Three Counties website. Uh, and it will ultimately... It pops up on iTunes normally sort of the next day, uh, I think. And they only stay up for 30 days. Only stay up for 30 days. BBC have got this weird... The BBC, let's be honest, should be leading the world when it comes to podcasts. I can tell you what. It ain't. I was expecting a reaction from you guys there. I, I oh, much,
10: there's, yeah. there, there's my reaction. Oh. Oh, OK good story yeah
7: thank you very much get justin up please uh, glenn's in late and buzzard morning glenn morning ian what have you called in for boss well it's to do with
3: um crimes and stuff like that yes uh, a few years back on i know it was valentine's day i dropped my son's girlfriend off in northampton oh. and this guy he was a bit drunk and um i got out i said what's your problem and he reached to the back pocket he said if you come near me i'll cut you I said, all right, then. Got in the car, dial 999, drove over the top of the hill, and there he was with a gun to his head on the floor, facing the dirt by the armed police. Fantastic. Flippin so I stopped, and the w- I stopped and wound the window down. I said, you're not so hard now, are you? <laughs>
7: Hang on a minute. Were you um, teasing a gentleman who was being pinned to the floor by armed police officers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, only think twice about it next time. <laughs> so how
3: quickly did the, the, the police came? Really quickly, then, did they? They did because it was near the the, the, the main station, right? It, it's a it's a stone's throw. And I, whilst I was on the nine 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 call, I said, "Look, some officers had just gone past, and I they were they turned round. So yeah. as I followed them up over the hill, yeah, they were, the, the armed police were already there." <laughs> you Fantastic. love it. you love it don 't you Glenn? Oh I did yeah i 'm a you. bit like
7: Jonathan Boone and Smith tas oh, no right go no we 're not well listen that that kind of aggressive, dare I say, yes, yeah, slightly fascist nonsense, you can have that from nine o 'clock, okay between six and nine we 're a loving place, all right we don 't to encourage all of this. Hey man, let's. What's wrong with loving each other? Yeah.
10: Although if we could get like a boxing glove on a spring. Yeah. <laughs> do boxers do boxers still
7: sometimes put horseshoes in their boxing glove to give them extra clout? I don't
10: think that's allowed. Anymore. They've clamped down on that, yeah, have they? That's yeah. a shame
7: because that really that really was effective uh, back in Norman Wisdom's day. Justin's on the Justin, Justin's on the line. Justin Dealy is out and about. Morning, just. Hey, good morning, boss. Uh, we didn't do J-Watch today. Well. You maybe didn't do it on air. Yeah. However, people yeah.
17: have been coming up to oh. me on the streets today, talking oh. about Jaywatch. A taxi driver about 30 minutes ago. He wound down the window. No abuse or fingers this time, <laughs> unlike Burkham said yesterday. But he said, Dealey, where's the coffee?" I said, "Well, I'm working hard." He went,
7: "Really?" And right. he drove off. Okay, well, uh, uh, Monday. I'm in Monday, then yeah. I've got yeah. the rest of the week off. We'll, we'll do Jaywatch. We'll do, do it on Monday. Jaywatch. Yeah. Now the reason we got you on serious, uh, serious story. We've been talking about snitching, grassing. This no snitch. Culture that detectives in Bedfordshire admit has hampered or did hamper their efforts to catch criminals. The killer of Luton man Paul Foster, as we discussed earlier this week, still at large, twelve months on. And police faced uh, a similar battle of of getting people to talk to them uh, during their investigation into the stabbing of Sharif uh, Demirseh in Kempston. Thankfully, someone has spoken up, and three teenagers found guilty of his murder are due to be sentenced today. But we've been talking about this is kind of where the ever-chased the crook came from. We've been talking mm. about um, would people be reluctant to go to the police, uh, and you've been out and a, about getting people's opinions. I would, Ian. I don't know about you, but I certainly would. I mean,
17: last year we, we spoke to Bedfordshire Police pretty much every single week. That there, there always seemed to be uh, either a shooting yep. or a knifing that was happening in Lucent. The start of the year it was every week. It was At, not an exaggeration. Yeah. yeah, every single week we were. People uh, were talking to me. I live in Hemel, and they're saying, what on earth is going on in Luton right now? And the police always said, if you have information, you can come forward and we will protect you. Well, most people at the time, they sadly didn't believe those words. So I've been talking this morning to to youngsters in Bedfordshire about whether they would snitch, whether they would grass. Here's what people had to say. Good morning, sir. As a a young male in Bedfordshire, why do you think people are reluctant to go to the police with key information about serious crimes?
29: I think just the main thing really is uh, just to not be perceived as a backstabber or as someone who, uh, you know, doesn't have respect for people in the neighbourhood and just really they just want to keep themselves humble and not, you know, get involved in things like that, to be honest. I mean,
17: if you had key information on, let's say, a very serious crime, such as a shooting or a stabbing, would you go to the police
29: Uh, (laughs) and be honest? To be honest, I don't think I would because um, I would not want to get myself involved in that kind of thing. I just want to stay away from it all. I wouldn't want to uh, you know, cap, like, have my name put into it or anything like that because it would mean um, just backstab on me, to be honest, and it's, it's, just, it's not something that I'd want, you know what I mean?
17: Do you feel like if you were to do so that the police will give you enough protection?
29: No, because the thing is, nowadays, people always have a way of getting back to you and they always have a way of finding you. Even if I do give out out information, word around people, it it, it just spreads, you know what I mean? I'll get found out eventually and something will happen to me, so that's... And this word, snitch, Hmm. how often are you hearing this word locally? Uh, I hear it every day, even in small things, um, like at school or... Even just when you're out on the streets with your friends, it's just a word that you hear a lot of the time and it's nothing that anyone wants to be perceived as, so no one really, you know, wants to snitch. I don't think the police understand, like, you know, like the communities are quite close and they know each other. If something, if information is shared with the police,
25: a lot of the times people find out, like, within the communities who's told and just don't think the police give enough protection, to be honest with you.
7: It's interesting, isn't it, uh, uh, Justin? It's, it's a different culture. Um, yep. the, the, the fear of being labelled a grass or a snitch doesn't, doesn't bother me in the slightest. What would make me slightly hesitant if there was a chance that myself or my family could be uh, damaged in a, in a result, in well, a way.
17: I mean, you'd hope that, that every single person listening to this right now, if they had key information, they would do the right thing. But a number of people like you've heard there, they think about themselves and their family. If they are going to go to the police, uh, some of these criminals are incredibly dangerous. Their lives are also going to be in danger if they go forward to the police and give
7: information. But this st- stuff about oh, I don't want to be seen as being a grass, I mean mm. uh, it, obviously it's, it's serious and important to them. It's nonsense in the great scheme of things. That, that that's a false kind of loyalty, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
17: Yeah. I, I don't want to be seen as a grass. OK, that's one thing. But, but the big thing for for these people, if they have got information, are they going to be found out? Because a number of people still do not trust the police. If they give information, the police say, yes, you're going to be protected. Most people I speak to on the streets, they simply don't believe that.
7: Just, uh, what's happening on your show tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock?
17: Um, tomorrow morning, three hours of great songs and great memories, uh, requests, and uh, my jukebox selector tomorrow morning. the Selecta. man. Yeah, the T-Box selector. selector picking his favourite songs is the Luton town manager John Still So there you go. What
7: about that? <laughs> what about that indeed? Mm. Uh, when are you going to be doing your uh, intense fitness uh, regime and recording it for the show? Well, when are you coming with me to record it? Um, all right. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when you get back. Okay. Nice one. Cheers, Jess. Have bye, a good bye. weekend, mate. See you later. Thanks for all your work. Right, let's get the travel
9: for Alice. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. We had a call from Julian. Between the Colmworth turn-off and the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 has one lane closed heading south after an accident. Also in Hendon at Staples Corner, the A406 heading west has one lane closed. That's after a vehicle broke down and some fuel has been spilt onto the road. On the M1 northbound at Junction 11 for Dunstable, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road after a vehicle broke down. Public transport, that's all looking good. We've got no reported problems there. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Alice, thanks very much. Have a lovely weekend. Right, that's it. That's your lot from me this week. Thank you to Catherine. Thank you to Ben today. Thank you, Justin, as well. JVS is up next till Monday at 6 o'clock from me. Ta-ta!
5: and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
13: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, should it be harder to accuse people in the public
16: eye of sexual offences? Former Deputy Speaker of the House of Commons, Nigel